Hey guys, Matt coming at you from the real drunks. Hey, if you're in a movies, booze, craft beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends, join myself, Jake and Alyssa on the real drunks on the deluxe edition network and anywhere you get your podcast from. That's the real drunks, R E E L, the real drunks. Check us out. I'm Kevin Van Hentenrick, and you're watching the deluxe edition with Casey and Ray. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. Welcome to a very special episode of Deluxe Edition. I'm your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, Ray, the podcaster. What's going on, Casey? And joining us, very special guests, members of the network, Barrel Aged Flicks. How are you guys? We're good, Fucking man. Wonderful. Awesome. So this is uh this is a takeover episode. So uh, right after we do our plugs, uh, we're going to hand it over to uh, Barrel Aged Flicks and see what they have in store for us. So, <laughs> let's see. We are, like I said, a part of the network, the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Find all the great shows over there. Podcast of the month for January is everyone. Just uh, check everyone out there's no specific uh show this month so we're gonna have to figure that out we have more than uh 12 shows for the the year now so uh we'll have to figure some things out keeps climbing um, up um, i thought that was actually somebody's fucking show name <laughs> everyone <laughs> <laughs> like holy fuck all right you can find our show over at uh, instagram and twitter at deluxe edition pod uh, we are also over at deluxeedition.show. If you would like to support our show, go to patreon.com slash deluxeeditionpod. And uh, we are also now sponsored by getslicks.com. Go over and uh, get your... I don't have the hat on me. I forgot to prepare. But uh, they have uh, some awesome hats and uh, different things over there. So check them out. Uh, Ray, very quickly, where can people find you? I am the Ten Cent Beer Night Podcast. <clears throat> you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, and that's good enough. Let's go. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yep. <laughs> Too quick. I couldn't even pop up the logo. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find it in time. All right, Ron and uh, Ragnar, please tell us where they can find you. Deluxe edition. Oh, sorry. Up your ass. Deluxe to the left. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We're on just about every platform out there. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, we're on OnlyFans too. Ragnar likes to show his shit. So basically, mm -hmm. it it all works out. We we are a great fucking show. I mean, we uh, 
we do a lot of fucking beer and liquor reviews and we just have crazy shenanigans. We punish each other. We kill each other. We argue. It's, it's good fun, fucking fun. And seriously, we talk about the thing that we love the most movies. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys are a great show and uh, mm-hmm. we're so happy to have you a part of the network. So glad to be and, here. Uh, that's why we're calling this show the barrel aged deluxe edition. So uh, I'm going to hand the show over to you, Ron, and uh, you'll show us how you do your show on our show. All right. Well, first, I got to say thank you, because I remember uh, I was on your show uh, back in, I think, the late summer or something like that. Uh, And I remember we were talking about uh, talking about the Elvis movie and seeing if we saw it and thought that we would do this. So I've been really excited to do this and actually talk about this movie because I never got to see it. And I finally saw it. And Ragnar saw it, I think, before me. And he told me about it. So uh, we're going to do this uh, uh, the way that we normally start. So here we go. So this movie is uh, was released June 24th, 2022. This is directed by Boz Lerman. And I'm sure everybody but knows Boz Lerman for the movies he's done. He's a very, I, I guess, like, his movies weird. are weird, crazy, very, very musical, very, like, it, it, out of this world, basically. He's done Strictly Ballroom. He did the uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and I think Claire Danes, which I'm a big fan of. He did uh, Moulin Rouge, and he also did Australia with Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman, and he did The Great Gatsby, which is actually a decent film. This movie had an $85 million budget, $130 million domestic, and $281 million worldwide. That'd be great success. Yeah, so it yeah. made it fucking money. Um, the movie stars Tom Hanks, Austin Butler, I'm not going to fuck up here, Olivia DeJong, Helen Thompson, all right, so I said that wrong. Richard Roxburgh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., David Winham, Cody Smith McPhee, Luke Bracey, and Decree Montgomery. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Uh, I think that's uh, that's uh, Daker. Uh, see, somebody's already already. Uh, I, I think it's Daker Montgomery because that's uh, Billy from Stranger Things. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm one of those guys that still haven't watched Strange Things. <laughs> All uh, right, so I have to st- I have to stop you there, Ron. Uh-oh. So we're, we're let we won't do it. I'm not going to take a vote because I'm not Stu. Like <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's <laughs> part of our show. Tell us what happens when when you mo- it's mostly you listening to your show. You because <laughs> uh, you have a sound bite that you play. Uh, words are hard. Oh yeah, that, that used to be my intro until they changed it to Captain Cumbeard. So that was your fucking idea. Too. It was not my fucking yes, idea. It was. Well, we were all is- fucking drinking one night, and you came up with the idea for Captain Fucking Cumbeard, and then everybody voted it, and I ended up. And he said, "I'm fine with it. I'll fucking do it. I don't care. I'm not a pussy." And then you have Chase saying, uh, <laughs> "The hero orgasm to zero, or whatever the fuck." Yep. But uh, yeah, the, the thing with our uh, intros is sometimes if somebody says something weird, we're like. Oh, you're, we're keeping that, and everybody has to vote. That's your new fucking intro. So throughout <laughs> oh, okay. the year, our intros change. Mine's has changed twice. I think Lenny's has changed twice. Hash, hashtag Lenny or trash hashtag bag Lenny trash or something bag. like that. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's pretty hilarious. But uh, we also have a uh, another uh, soundbite that we use that uh, is used quite a lot. Spicy Motor! Basically, <laughs> whenever we say our real names... That's our bleep word, and that is an automatic roll of the wheel. So, which we do a punishment wheel where we just kill each other. We got uh, show it off. Oh yeah, we got it's all pile of shit right there. Little shit. <laughs> yeah, we have a blank one. We still have to fill that one out. 
But we got like, fuck you, Chase. We got a big fuck you by Ragnar, which changes every month. It goes big fuck you by Ragnar, big fuck you by Stu. Uh, we have Malort Cocktail, which Malort is our drink of our show. We got Cockblock by BAC, which they like to fuck us up. We have Barrel of Punishment, where we have a huge barrel with a bunch of little mini liquor bottles, and you have to close your eyes and grab one. You have to drink whatever's oh in there. <laughs> we have a thing called Crystal Picks, and she's hard ass. Like she will, she will fuck you up. She will just think of the most crazy shit, the weirdest fucking thing. And she hates me. But uh, we also have Everclear as one of our shots, which Lightning cannot fucking take. Um, we have the original Punishment shot. And we also have grab something yummy. So everybody's trying to get that grab something yummy where you can just do whatever the fuck you want. But uh, Mainly you're trying to get that. Yeah, I am. Because I'm always getting fucked, especially with the fucking Malort cocktails and watermelon shit. But tell you, that wheel is weighted down <laughs> at like one point. No, like we did our falling down show and it was landing on Everclear every fucking time. And Lenny, yeah. that's coming out Monday or falling down. Well, <laughs> I think it's going to be released before this one. But uh, yeah. That show's fucking crazy. To it. It, it's Lenny gets fucking drunk as fucking that one. It doesn't take much though. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a, a great concept. Anytime you guys fuck up, that uh, you do that. That's a, it's a adds to the show very you know a lot. It's, it puts a lot funny. of comedy and a lot of arguments between me and Stu. Seriously, yeah. Stu's always hunting <laughs> me. Down. You, you know that. You know that Stu's yeah. always trying to fuck me up. Yeah. Every single time I try to fuck him up, everybody votes against me. But Ragnar no, has not, been on not Ragnar, every time. No, Ragnar has been on my side many times. I have. But then he's like, shut the fuck up. Because I'm, <laughs> cause I'm, I'm as soon as he saves me, then I screw up. He says, what are you doing? And, and I end up taking a punishment <laughs> shot again. Give you like three fucking tries to get the name or word right. Yeah. It's, and you just, for, I don't know why, man. You just don't get it. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Give him fucking three tries to say a word right, and he just keeps repeating the same fucking thing over and over again. Yeah, like the fucking Bing Crosby song that we did during uh, uh, Hakuna. Uh, uh, you almost had it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it. Done. Like, Don't anyway, say it. On Christmas vacation show. You'll see what I mean. Bing Crosby's Hakuna Matata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go into the uh, last parts of this, and then we're going to go ahead and get to our drink. So the. Right. Um, other movies to come out around this time, this just came out last year, technically. Uh, we had Black Phone, which was actually decent. Not a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. We bad. had uh, Lightyear, which I had no interest in seeing. Um, they made a Father of the Bride remake with Andy Garcia. I, I don't know if you guys heard of that. See of that. It was one. a streaming thing. I think it was a Netflix movie. Crimes of the Future, which is the David Cronenberg film, and I'm a, I'm a huge Cronenberg fan, so I actually enjoyed that. Uh, Hustle and Hot Seat. So those are the movies that came out around hmm. that time. But... Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our drink, and we're going to do our drink first, and then Casey and uh, Ray have their own drinks to try. So, Ragnar, I'm going to hand it off to you. What are we drinking? So, we've got... Move that over the way a little bit there. All right. There you go. All right. So, we've got banana bread beer, which... Uh, what? Oh, there she goes. Yeah. Which is uh, quite interesting. Um, I actually saw that yesterday in the uh, Total Wine. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. It's it's I think there's this one and another one. There's a bottled one that I yeah had. a bottled one. Yeah, I had a bottled one. That's why I was wondering if it was just a canned version of the bottled one, but I guess it's a different one. I think it's a different one. Yeah, um, we got that, and then we got a screwball. Pass me the bottle. Peanut ah, fucker. Peanut butter whiskey, which I was actually my first punishment shot when we first started the show on the very first show because I could not stand it. It tastes like fucking. As Tyler and our old one of our old members of the show blowing Mister Peanut, 
it just <laughs> it's 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 not good. I, I don't care for it. But uh, go ahead, Ragnar. Yep. So uh, Elvis is famous for liking uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. So I couldn't figure out really anything um, good for this, and I wasn't gonna fucking go out and buy like fucking five or six ingredients just for <laughs> fucking drink, you know, is I hate making cocktails. like that. So this is a fuck ton easier. So we're just going to do a uh, boilermaker with this one. So a peanut butter whiskey mixed in banana. So yep. peanut, cause I believe Elvis, a sandwich is like peanut butter bacon sandwich or something like that. Peanut butter and jelly bacon sandwich. Peanut, peanut butter, butter and banana. banana. Yeah. Then also I heard it was bacon in it too. The bigger yeah. Elvis got the more shit he added to the sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I've actually had it before because I think you, uh, what you do is you slice up bananas, put the peanut butter on the bread, put butter on both sides, and grill it like grilled cheese sandwiches yeah. with the mm-hmm. bacon on it. And Ugh. everybody thinks it looks and sounds disgusting, but it tastes really fucking good, actually. The bacon and the peanut butter and the banana are actually really good. So yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever had that. You should try it out. Just put two slices of bacon on there. It's it's pretty good. So Yeah, so, that's, a, that's a good sandwich. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll find out. So this is about how we're going to do it. We're going to do our drink, and we're going to review it. We do the whole Siskel and Ebert thing, two thumbs up, two thumbs down. And uh, we uh, like you to do that for your drink. And uh, mm-hmm. really curious how this is going to turn out. So you guys ready? Okay. All right. Down the hatch. Cheers. You get a punishment shot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that bad it's definitely peanut butter banana yeah i yeah. it's 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 not bad that's different it is it's very sweet you it definitely has a lot of the banana taste in it and you could taste the smidge of the peanut butter if it it's had a good maybe, fucking combo though i think if you had two shots of the of the peanut butter whiskey it might give it a little bit more edge to it but i actually it's not that bad i i'd probably go ahead and give this uh I'd probably give this maybe a one and a half, one and a half. I, I'd do it again. It's not bad. Next time I might put some, you know, bacon bits in it and try and add to it. See if that will uh, do anything to it. Now, the Red way that you like described it. that whiskey, Ron, the screwball peanut butter whiskey as as blowing Mr. Peanut. It, I mean, it has that much of a peanut taste. Oh, to yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, that's it's why I wasn't like a fan of peanut it. butter. And that's why the reason why I wasn't a fan of it, because I'm a whiskey guy, a whiskey bourbon guy, and I was expecting to have a whiskey maybe just like a smidge, but it's actually like drinking Reese's peanut butter cups. It's, wow. it's, it's not my thing. It's it's a very popular whiskey, too. I mean, I oh, Chase loves that shit, though. Of course he does. He's fucking young. <laughs> yeah. He's 12 years old. But <laughs> it, it's I don't know. It's one and a half. Um, it's not bad. Like I said, I tried again. I, I definitely want to try it with some bacon in it, though. I want to see if that, you know creates a little edge to it i'm really curious about that but uh uh ragnar's gonna give his review and then you're taking a punishment shot yep that's fine. You, you, you didn't toast that's fine <laughs> uh well give me the wheel i so, give it uh like one and a quarter one and a quarter yeah uh, it's it's not bad it's not um is that like the second thumb is like an amputee yes a carpenter's thumb. one and a okay All right. yeah because we call it a carpenter's thumb and that's uh with him here the resident resident uh carpenter what do we got what do we got Oh, look at that. Grab something yummy. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> That's some fucking bullshit. Yeah, you got to grab something yummy. I don't know. Give me the barrel. Oh. Behind you. 
Yeah, I'll show you our little barrel here. Nice. <laughs> is that the is that the same barrel where if yeah. you get the punishment where you have to close your eyes and and dig into it? Yep. It's uh, nice. and there's some good stuff in there, some bad stuff in there. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's a whole fucking mixture. Like people just go to the fucking ABC and just buy like two or three and just add to the barrel if it starts getting empty. But you can see this thing's pretty goddamn full. So, it, yeah. it rarely fucking lands on that thing actually for some reason yeah i know that's that's very it's the thing is sometimes you know when you grab something yummy he, he gets to pick something out of there so he doesn't have to close his eyes but if you have sure. barrel punishment you have to close his eyes yeah. so yeah um but you got your review so you're gonna go ahead and drink your what'd you pick pull out huh say it say it say it uh glenn the dick <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not doing this shit. I've never heard of it. I've never seen that before, so I'm, I might fuck it up too. It's, it's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good scotch. Nice. So he downs the bottle, and uh, then we'll go ahead and hand off. Who? who uh, which one do you want to do first for your drink? Because I'm curious what you guys got. Go ahead, Ray. All right, I'll go first. So I went over to the local restaurant and uh, Listen, sat at can the you bar. Tell the full story for this, Ray. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell story. the story. So I went over to. Local restaurant, sat down at the bar, ordered ordered my drink, which is the Blue Hawaii, my little pineapple there. Oh, I know. And then I waited, and then I said, oh, there's my family, and I got up and walked out the door with it. Brought it home, put it in the fridge, <laughs> ready for today. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. So, uh, yeah, if you ever need a mixed drink for your show, that's all you got to do. That's the trick. So you don't have to buy all the alcohol and mixes and shit. Because I didn't have any of this stuff just laying around to make it. So, <laughs> But yeah, uh, the Blue Hawaii is, is basically rum, pineapple juice, that blue Caraco bullshit, uh, sweet and sour mix. There's also a Blue Hawaiian, which is like a pina colada. This is the Blue Hawaii, which I picked because Elvis was in the movie Blue Hawaii in 1961 with starring him and Angela Lansbury, where he plays a dude named Chad, who's supposed to go and take over the family business, which is the Great Southern Fruit Company in Hawaii. But instead, being Elvis, he's a tour guide now. So he hooks up with all these hot chicks and shenanigans ensue. So I have the the Blue Hawaii, which... It's a beautiful-looking drink. It's got a piece of pineapple up there, too, right? I, yeah, I got some pineapple because the one was looking all shysty this morning, so I put a new I'm pineapple in it. You put a fresh piece on there. Yeah. <laughs> and, so wait, so wait. You got that uh, drink yesterday, and it's been yeah, sitting Yeah, I just stuck it in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> then, amazing. Yeah, and then I went out and drank all night, and I came home to try it. I, I didn't even drink it at the bar. I just left with it. So, uh... It's not my favorite, but I've I've drank worse. Probably because uh, it's a day old. Yeah, I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give it one thumb up. <laughs> it's watered down up. with yesterday's ice. Well, no, I did. I did scoop the ice out with a spoon and replace the ice too this morning. So a true professional. I know, <laughs> and I I can honestly say that's not the first time that I've done that at a bar when I didn't feel like making the actual drink and I wanted to get one, but I wanted it to go. So yeah. That's very fucking slick. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so a one? I give it a one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not a big pineapple flavory drink You're kind not of thing. The drinks all that much. Yeah, I, I mostly just drink beer. So. Bud Light, right? 
Uh, I'll drink anything. I'm drinking Corona Extra right now with limes. Stu so. would be happy with you right now. That's like Stu's favorite, fucking favorite drink of all time. Oh, yeah? He, well, he drops about four or five of those every night when we're doing a show. I mean, seriously. He, and he's then, uh, yeah, then I'm going to follow those up with some Bush Light. Oh, nice. So I got this cocktail. I got multiple kinds of beers. I should be feeling good this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Casey, what is your drink? All right, so I also uh, went with a uh, peanut butter and banana drink, but uh, as far as I know, so I wanted to ask you guys, is that something that you looked up, Ragnar, or is that something that you just came up with uh, for the show? Yeah. No, I came up with it myself. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I did the same thing. I was at the the Total Wine yesterday, and I was actually looking for, uh, they have, it's called the King's Ransom, which is actually a peanut butter and banana beer. Uh, I couldn't find it. Yeah, but I, I couldn't find it. Um, so I got this. It's a distill brewery from Normal, Illinois. It's a peanut butter porter. Uh, if you guys can see that. Okay. Peanut butter porter. Okay. And then I got this uh, Blue Chair Bay Premium Blend uh, Banana Rum Cream. Nice. <laughs> Check this <laughs> out. Completely so, different. Yeah. yeah. As uh, as Elvis invented the uh, peanut butter and banana sandwich, I think I just might have invented a drink here. We'll so you doing a boiler maker? Goes. Like, are you going to just pour the? Uh, um, no, I'm just going to pour the pour the shot into a little mixer Mix here. Okay, stuff looks. Is that white? So cream. Yeah, it's cream. Yeah, oh. it's white. Oh wow, that's going to be interesting. I'm really curious how this is going to turn out. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have got a uh, spoon or something to. Uh, to mix it oh wow it's like freaking <laughs> fucking yeah. Curdled. yeah it's curdling inside the beer <laughs> just uh stick your finger in there casey <laughs> there you go hey <laughs> all right there goes nothing bottoms up drum roll not my first choice <laughs> <laughs> not bad heavy heavy uh peanut butter I think uh, the banana is like pretty weak. much at the bottom, maybe. Uh, well, I think it's, it's all curling. Is it, is it like pretty mm-hmm. like solidified up there? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's, I can't uh, see that shit. Yeah. It looks like little fucking white brains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yep. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was quick. <laughs> probably uh, don't recommend that. Uh, not bad. Would you drink it again though? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> not that mixture no i have another i have another uh five of these because i had to get a six pack of this yeah um i will drink this again i will try this again because i uh i can definitely there's a heavy peanut butter taste and i can tell like i like porter beers so i can tell that i would like this beer mm-hmm. uh i just don't know about mixing this uh rum cream to it it's probably you know that at total wine what you can do is if you buy a six pack you can tear one off and go to the register with that one, and they'll actually charge you just for the one can. You're kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do that. You can basically take any six-pack or anything like that and just take one and uh, pay for it. So if you only need like four or something like that, they will sell them as a single can yeah. instead of in the six-packs. So you don't have to pay the full price. Is that something that they tell you, or like, do you have to, like, wh- how did you figure that out? You kind of just I, have to know. I, I actually just did it. I just pulled it off. Hey, can I just buy this by itself? Yeah, and they charged me for it, and it was a lot cheaper, so... Yeah, yeah, I wish you, I would you look that. at a lot of their selections of beers and such that come in like a four or six pack or whatever, you'll, sometimes you'll notice where like one or two is fucking missing out of the case. 
Okay. Yeah, that's because somebody somebody else just fucking grabbed like one or two cans out of it. Yeah, so you don't to have bring to bring it up, pay the full price. I think uh, I don't know if if now if it's like boxed or something like that. I don't know if you can open the box. I mean, you I can ask that. them at the register. I think you can actually. I, I don't think you can open. Maybe, it. maybe I don't know. I mean, because they they sell them single and everything else. So, <laughs> all right, my review on this drink, I'm gonna have to give it a one just because uh, I do like I like I said I I like the beer taste of it. I like the peanut butter uh, beer taste, but um, yeah, not that. It doesn't really have that much of a banana taste to it, you know. Well, Which yeah, that's 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 about the same for the screwball, where it has a lot more banana, but not as much peanut butter. So it's actually completely yeah. opposite on our end. Would you agree? Um, uh, almost, almost. I think the peanut butter portion of it was uh, mixed in there very slowly. It was almost it was very subtle. Yeah. Just because I'm different, I did uh, I did double down on my drink because I was afraid of that one. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do it, uh, another one real quick. I found this, uh, it was called uh, sun lab. Uh, it's a beer. It's a sun phase blonde ale. Okay. And I got that, uh, in honor of, uh, the Elvis, the sun records days, the early, okay. the early days nice. of, uh, of Elvis. So let's try this. Maybe this will be a little better. A little bonus drink here. Sounds like he's just cleansing his palate. Right? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, that looks a lot better. A nice head up there too. Yeah, that's a, a lot two better. Thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good beer. All right, <laughs> really good beer. So, what would you give that one? You just yeah, said, two thumbs up. up. Oh, you, oh, I didn't hear. Sorry. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a really good beer. This is a uh, Flor- brewed in Miami, Florida. I always try since I moved down here. I didn't really drink a lot in Pennsylvania. Uh, had a bit of a cocaine problem and yeah. back in the day, so. Uh, I stopped drinking for a while, but I found out about these sours. Uh, and I really like those sours. I found a brewery called Swamp Head. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, I started, like, you know, sampling other local breweries. And, uh, yeah, this is a really good one. Sun Lab. All right. Well, that's great. Two so thumbs up. I like that. So we got, we got all of our drinks uh, out of the way. So I guess we'll go ahead and get into the movie. Uh, that was really fun doing those reviews right there, and uh, everybody's got an interesting take on what they want to try out to see which one is the best one. So um, I'm actually really curious how uh, Ray's drink is. I'd like to try it because some tropical drinks are good, some are not, but uh, especially with the pineapple on the top, especially soaking in the alcohol, I'm really curious how that is. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little too pineapple-y for me, but I do like rum and vodka, and those are both in there. So Yeah. yeah, It's, uh, it's, it's not bad. Like I said, I've had way worse drinks. All right, so uh, what did you guys think of this movie, Elvis, that just came out? I mean, seriously, I know, because you guys saw it mm-hmm. way before, so I'm curious. Do you think it was a good uh, musical biopic? I did. Uh, go ahead, Ray. Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah, I just rewatched it the other day, and uh, I, I thought it hold, held up pretty well for on the second viewing. Um, the only thing I didn't like was, I'll say this, they mixed a little bit of modern music in there and there was absolutely no fucking reason to do that yeah i just it kind of took me out of it for a second and i was like what the hell is that that's that's nonsense music playing in the background (laughs) yeah elvis it it did not match up to me at all in fact boz lerman is quite normal i mean he's it's kind of his normal thing because he did that for the great gatsby also where you hear modern music when that takes place in like the 30s or 20s or something Mm -hmm. like that it's weird, and I just don't care for it. I don't care for the modern shit mixed in with the original. They should just keep to the original, in my opinion. 
Yeah, the only movie that I really liked it in was uh, A Knight's Tale. I love the way they mixed in the modern songs into A Knight's Tale. That used uh, um, Freddie Mercury, um, Queen, didn't it? They used, yeah, Queen. They used David Bowie. uh, But it was just done different. Yeah. Like, you knew it was happening. But they kind of made it fun because, you know, like in the stands, everybody's banging their fists Mm -hmm. and stomping and during the Queen parts. But this one, it just kind of like, it didn't belong in this movie. Considering how many great songs they could pick from to just play from that era, it just made no sense. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you on that. How about you? Yeah, I agree with you on that also, Ray. Uh, I, I, I'll agree with you on that on the first watch. On my very mm-hmm. first watch, uh, I took you know some notes, and it lost me. Like that, the first scene where they play, they start playing some hip hop music because when he's uh, they're showing him living in Memphis mm-hmm. and uh, like with the black community, and uh, like they, that took me right out of the movie. Like I just uh, like why? Like there's so many Elvis songs and so many songs from that period that could have been used. But then on the second watch, and Ron and I were talking about this off air on the phone the other day. On the second watch, I watched it more critically, and it kind they kind of fit. Like they, I know like they shouldn't be there, but I know why he why he put them there. Like I, I, I was reading a bit about of why he put some of the things there, and if you listen to the lyrics of the songs that he put there, uh, it goes with the the scene that's happening. Yeah. Well, I think they were more updated just to give it just a little bit different feel for like a, a newer audience, modern audience. You know, since it's since it's supposed to be a modern, modernized you know rendition of his life from the fucking colonel's perspective. You know, so I think it wasn't bad, but I think some of it shouldn't have been in there. I think like, the colonel died in like the nineties, so like. What what's I don't just understand like yeah I get the the modern audience but uh, from his viewpoint he would have not liked rap yeah definitely part. not the colonel no, no, I'm pretty sure was a racist was right if, <laughs> well, yeah. the weird thing about the colonel is that they made him have an accent and in real life he actually had a just a Southern American accent he did not have mm-hmm. that like what, what was it like Dutch or German or something like that yeah well I think yeah. he because he was Dutch and they you know that that's that was part of the movie that they were getting yeah. into how he was like he was real shady and how he uh changed his name when he came to the United States so i I'm pretty sure that they the reason he did that was to make sure that you knew that he wasn't an American yeah you it know? was uh it, it was different uh but the movie did take a lot of the colonel's perspective in the movie. I mean, there was a lot of scenes of Elvis, but it was never from his perspective. It was from the colonel's uh, perspective. And it felt like it was more of a Tom Hanks movie than a Elvis movie. Like, you know, the colonel's movie. I thought it was, and I thought Tom Hanks did a good job, although you could tell that his accent slipped a little bit a couple times <laughs> on some of the scenes yeah. where it just sounded like Tom Hanks, which was funny. <laughs> I, I remember the part where he's going down the stairway during the comeback special, which when we talk about our favorite scenes, we'll, we'll get into that. But um, I don't know. It, well, when I saw this movie, I was displeased with it. I wasn't a fan of it, but there were scenes of it that I enjoyed. There, there was a lot of – it had some good – it was filmed really good. I mean, the director did a great job. He's a very visual director, and that's the one thing that Bos Lerman is. I, that's what I was trying to say in the visual. He's a very visual director, um, puts a lot of uh, colors and puts a lot of just like you know camera movements and everything else. But overall, 
it wasn't my favorite. Like it, it's not something to me. I almost felt like this was the one and done to me. Like I'd watch it, but I don't think I'd watch it again, but I might watch it again a second time. Cause sometimes you watch a movie a second time, you get a different perspective. You get a different uh, opinion about it. So overall it, it was just, it, it was mediocre in my opinion. I loved Austin Butler's rendition of Elvis. I thought that he pulled it off great. He had the looks, he had the moves. I mean, I watch YouTube videos with the side-by-side between both of them, uh, the original Elvis and him as Elvis, and they were almost spot on. And yeah. it looked great, especially the comeback special. Um, I, I thought that was done really, really well. So, Yeah, really well. I like the parts I liked about the movie. Like, uh, I, I always like in movies where they put They'll, they will take actual footage of things and mix it into the movie. Uh, I like how he, uh, Boz Lerman did that. Um, mm-hmm. In some of the opening opening uh, scenes, you you see that where it's the crowd, like the women going crazy. It's a it's like that montage. Oh, yeah, they're like building in the, the freaking yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, that's like once they get into the movie, that's like the the first scene. But that like opening montage of them like building like the the movie and like how how everything happened like it sort of gives you like a a rundown of the the movie in the the very beginning mm-hmm. um how they mixed like the the old like 70s scenes and stuff like that i i really like how they do that but i've never seen any of this guy's other movies like i've never seen the moulin rouge or the great gatsby or the any of the ones that you've mentioned this is the only baz lerman movie that i've ever seen so i can't compare them to I can't compare this to any of the other ones. Uh, if I were to suggest any of them, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet's really good because it takes on a modern take of the Romeo and Juliet uh, story. And instead of swords, it's guns. Uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. To me, he's one of my favorite actors. He's he's a mm-hmm. great actor. Um, I know that in the 90s, he was kind of like a teen heartthrob, but he hated that. He wanted to get away from that. And you saw his acting skills just has got up. He's got really good acting skills. Yeah, but that was one of his earlier movies. Yeah, that was Romeo and Juliet. Like fourth, well, his first movie was Critters 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which is fucking dog shit, but it's, it's <laughs> fun to watch. But uh, Leonardo DiCaprio really shows in that movie. But uh, it's very visual. And if you watch all of his movies, you can tell the similarity of how he films his movies. It's very like, yeah. it, it, he's an Australian actor. And also, this was filmed in Australia, by the way, which was uh, crazy. The whole movie was, was filmed. Really? Yeah, it was filmed in Australia. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because he also did the movie Australia with Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman, which is the only one from Baz Luhrmann I have never seen. I've never seen that one. But yeah, watch Romeo and Juliet. You guys might like it. I don't know if you've seen it, Ray. Yeah, I've seen that one. And I've seen Great Gatsby, which I liked a lot also. Great Gatsby was good. Great Gatsby was really yeah. good. That's another Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. So, but... um Right. What did you uh, overall think? I mean, I know you said that uh, the dislikes and everything else, but uh, did you like anything really good in the movie? I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I only watched it a second time to make sure it was fresh. I wouldn't say it's a great take on Elvis. It just seemed like they left out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like when he like went to see the president and tell him he wanted to be in charge of the drug task force. Yeah. Like they left a lot of stuff like that could have made it a lot more interesting to see how the colonel felt about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'd have liked to have seen a lot more drug abuse on his part and see how the colonel was, you know, how the colonel was involved with that as it escalated. Uh, It's just kind of a cookie cutter version of Elvis. Like uh, Austin Butler is amazing as Elvis. Yeah. Like, like the move, like you said, the moves, everything. 
spot on perfect. Like, and then I actually went and was looking at pictures of him and I, I'm trying to figure out, is this a makeup trick? Because he doesn't look exactly like Elvis in real life, but he's close. Yeah. But in the movie, he's spot on. I don't know what they yeah. they use makeup tricks or what, but well, no, he's a he's a blonde actually. Uh, the Austin Butler uh, actor. My girlfriend told yep. me this morning that uh, Elvis wasn't he 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 dyed his hair also. He was a blonde. Elvis, really? mm. Elvis dyed yeah, his hair. Elvis, Elvis dyed his hair. Uh, I've never heard that. Is there any pictures of that? Because I've never seen that before. If if you look when he was a hmm. young kid, he was a blonde. Well, he was now. Blonde. <clears throat> so there is a thing tied his hair black that's what i that's what i heard yeah. now see a lot of kids uh, though like when i was little my hair was completely white and it's darkened up over the years a lot of blondes will their hair uh my dad's hair was blonde turned brown as he got older yeah yeah so it is pretty common so he could have been a blonde as a kid and as he got to about 16 17 18 it could have shifted right over into that dark color yeah I've never I mean, heard been, anyone. I mean, I, I've never heard anyone say that he didn't have black hair, though. Yeah, yeah. I, today, honestly, today was the first time I ever heard it. Uh, I, I've never, like, I've never heard about that at all. No. Spicy boner. One, one quick thing. I will agree with Ray on the. Hit the button. Uh, hit the button. Hit the fucking button. Ah, shit. Hold on. God damn I, it. Spicy boner. <laughs> <laughs> Spin that wheel. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Casey. Hold on. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ron yeah, just used uh, Ragnar's real name, so he's spinning, spinning the. What'd you get? Grab something yummy. Oh, there you Grab go. something yummy. Give me that um, right there. So while you're doing that, Ron, I'm gonna just continue what I was saying. Uh, I will agree with Ray. Like, I agree that. I, I wish they would have showed a little more of the of the drug use and like they did show a little bit of the era where he got heavier, but I, I feel that they didn't like he didn't get heavier in the movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was just still the same Elvis in the movie, but they were trying to act like he was the heavier one. You know what I mean? Well, it was uh, like, like the last ten minutes, basically, where he really yeah. got fat. And yeah, but it, I don't think it showed it very well. Of like mm-hmm. when he went from normal size to like fat Elvis. Right. And like, actually the, 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 that final, I mean, we'll get there eventually, but that final scene where he's playing that song where he is the fat Elvis. Yeah. It, that's the real, is Elvis. that that's real, that's real footage. Right. So see, that's the thing I was trying to watch. I was yeah. trying to see if it, because it looked like it was awesome Butler in the beginning. And then it looks like it kind of transitioned over to the real footage of Elvis. Yeah. That's and like, if, like. if that is the case, like if they, tra- if they did that transition from Austin Butler to Elvis during that. I mean, that it was fucking perfect. Like that scene brought me to tears both times I watched it. No, it, it, it's tragic because you can tell that because I think, uh, I think it was the Colonel was saying that he can barely even hold himself up. You can see the sweat coming. And I watched a couple of videos of YouTube of fat Elvis doing interviews. And you could tell that he's like sweating. He looks mm-hmm. exhausted. He looks like he's fried basically. Yeah. Well, he's um, all, all, all the fucking yeah. mess. Yeah. And uh, basically, it 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 was a part of the movie that I actually enjoyed. Um, he did sing Unchained Melody in its entirety because there was a question mark towards the end as of whether he were going to get the real footage of Elvis and we would be allowed to use it. Thankfully, there the famous go. footage came through and we were able to use it, and that's the real Elvis. Oh, okay. Uh, Snow brought that okay. up to me. Thank you to Snow. But, uh, yeah, no, I, 
I thought it was actually just like Austin Butler transition into the new, the real Elvis. And I enjoyed them putting the real footage because that was a very beautiful scene. I think it was Unchained, Unchained Melody, of course. Yeah. The great yep. fucking song from the Righteous Brothers. Yeah, the kid I, on the I watched I watched it on my phone uh, on the plane coming back from uh, LA or Sacramento last week, and uh, the kid sitting like it was a uh, probably like a ten or twelve year old kid sitting next to me, and I'm I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> wipe of my eyes. This kid's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> So I'm going to ask a question to, for all you guys. We kind of sorted the scenes that we liked, but I want to ask, what is your ultimate favorite scene in the movie? Because I look like we seem to talk about it a little bit of our dislikes, but like, what is your favorite sequence of the movie? We'll start with you, Casey. All right. I think I have actually, uh, I, I have two of them, if that's all right. Um, I really like the, because watching it again today, uh, I kind of picked up on another one. Um, that opening scene, not the not what we talked about before, the orgasm um, girl. Like montage not not that like montage but that orgasm like when when the chicks like first see him and like that chick is just like sitting there like trying to contain herself and she's just like ah! like that <laughs> it's fucking awesome because like growing up uh my dad was always huge into elvis and it, it was probably because of my nan and uh like my dad would always say that my nan was one of the one of those women that would like throw her panties on the stage onto the stage like because of Elvis. Like, yeah. So like that, you know, it really stuck out to me that that opening scene because like it made me think of my fucking grandmother like just mm-hmm. fucking you know going nuts for fucking Elvis. Yeah, and then also the scene where he goes to uh, Beale Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, sees BB King and is hanging out with BB King and the, and uh, they see Little Richard. Little Richard, yeah, uh, yeah. that was a cool that because that the the guy that played BB King, Rudy. he like his fucking voice and like his portrayal of BB was perfect. And the same with uh, Little Richard, like that that whole scene was just awesome. And I know that was like in the opening of that scene is when they were playing the the one rap song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when he's when uh, fr- coming out of the apartment. Yeah. I think it was but if you listen to that like the words that they put into that it's it's all about like what's happening to his life at the time yeah um you know i don't know the rap song but if you if you go back and listen to it and listen to the lyrics and like what's happening during that whole scene it's it's all the shit that's happening to his life at that time and uh it's a, it's just a really good really good scene now, the reality about uh, Little Richard, something I looked up, was that um, Little Richard, uh, when Elvis saw him playing Tutti Frutti, uh, Elvis loved it so much that he wanted to do his own version of it, and he did. Little Richard hated it. He he was not a fan of it at all. But uh, the Elvis uh, version was very popular, and it, it helped rise him on the charts and everything else and stuff like that. But Little Richard did not like that he did that. Really? Uh, Elvis, when you think about it, a lot of songs that he's done uh, you know, to the end of his uh, career – uh, basically were um, a lot of uh, covers of other songs, other people's uh, oh, songs, yeah. like that, like Unchained Melody and everything else. And people wrote, I mean, a lot of people wrote songs for Elvis to perform, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then th- they became famous because he performed their songs. Yeah. you know. And that's actually what you mentioned there, Ron. That's actually in the movie. Uh, Elvis says, I'd really like to perform. I'd like to play that. And B.B. King says to him, You'd make a whole hell of a lot more money than he would. 
<laughs> Before I go into Ray's opinion, I wanted to ask uh, Ragnar because I I, for, I uh, skipped him about what you thought of the movie altogether because I we uh, went through uh, everybody. Uh, I don't think it was good. Honestly, I don't I don't think it was a good biopic. I think it left out a lot of fucking information on Elvis himself, and I understand the whole thing of it being from the colonel's point of view with everything, but. Like, if it's from the colonel's point of view, then it should have more of what happened between him and Elvis. Yeah. You know, um, what led to his his ODing, you know, what led to the fucking abuse and everything like that, you know, and why didn't it show him going and talking to Nixon? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they left it up. Because I, I actually know there's a movie based off that. Because too. that there is actually a very important thing in one in history, but one, another one in Elvis's life himself. Because he, to my knowledge, he's the only one to go into the Oval Office with the president with his crew fully armed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really. Know, my, yeah, to my knowledge, that's he's the only one that's ever been able to do that. So, like, he's why would King, that maybe be there? You know, so, yeah. So all in all, I thought it was mediocre. At mediocre. Best. Yeah. Same with me. So yeah. I think um, you I, got, I something think that you, you guys better. keep mentioning is that it, it's from the colonel's point of view where I can I can see that that it's from his point of view, but not not really, because I mean, they're <laughs> they're they're really shitting on the colonel this whole movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's one of my questions is that in your information ron who wrote this movie is it based on a book uh, uh, is one of the writers of it oh okay uh, so Oz uh, was so... two other writers for it i actually looked the other two writers but I, I remember when i was looking at the uh screenwriters that boz lerman was one of the main guys for it so um i, I think is this it... was almost like a passion piece for him actually from my from my understanding it was supposed to be from uh their colonel's point of view on it from what I heard, and even in the opening mm-hmm. scene, though, when he's walking through the casino, yeah. you know, in his fucking drab, right. um, yeah, I believe he even said that people aren't going to like me for this, you know, yeah. because that's why I was wondering if if this was a book that that based on a book that the hmm. colonel wrote or nope, it, this is actually a screenplay story by it's a story because it is a little fictional. There, there's just yeah. over dramatic dr- dramatic parts in the movie that are, didn't really happen. Uh, Sam Rumwell did the screenplay and Craig Pierce. There's nothing about it being a adapt- adaptation from any other book or something like that. But I'm okay. sure they, but Buzz Lerman actually did a lot of research on Elvis for the movie and uh, spent years and years trying to get this one ready. Because I remember when this was um, uh, talked about being made a long time ago. And I think there was another actor up for the role, which I couldn't find. But uh, I remember this being on like because I, I go to websites that check on like the movie stuff coming out. I've been doing that for years because I'm a movie buff. And I remember when this was actually in progress to be made, and finally it did get made. So, but it doesn't say anything about being an adaptation of any book or anything like that. But you can tell it was probably just historical and biographies and documentaries and stuff like that. Which there's not. This is the only first full movie. I mean, there's another one with Kurt Russell from the '70s that was a made-for-TV movie, which I believe was directed by John Carpenter, um, yeah. which I've never seen. I've actually yeah, never I've never seen that either. I, I've read about that today. It was made in '79. Kurt Russell's a huge, uh, huge, huge uh, Elvis fan, but uh, I know there's a lot of movies that um, are inspired 
uh, by Elvis, like 3,000 Miles to Graceland. You guys remember that with Kevin Costner yeah, and Kurt Russell? Uh, we also have Bubba Hotep. Also, fucking one of my favorite movies, True Romance. Yeah, that's a good one. That's why I love Heartbreak Hotel, because that fucking scene when <laughs> Val Kilmer's playing Elvis, you don't see him. You see kind of his like likeness in the mirror and stuff like that. But he's in a little bit lonely, you know, that whole mm-hmm. the whole thing and everything else. And it's just that's why I fucking love that song, because that's one of my favorite movies. And um, a lot of movies are inspired by him. But this is the first musical biopic of him. And believe it or not, this is the second highest grossing musical biopic after Bohemian Rhapsody out of all time when it comes because there's a shitload. And I'm actually going to ask you guys that question once we get back in, uh, yeah. to the Ray. I'm going to ask you the question about your favorite musical biopic. But Ray, what is your ultimate favorite scene in the movie my favorite scene is when he's sitting on the hollywood sign and they're talking about his career now it's in the toilet and he kind of yeah. just chuckles and says you, you hear that he's sitting there with a christmas sweater singing christmas songs like to a fireplace i remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like that part um you know it's weird that there aren't more movies about elvis especially biopics because growing up like casey my grandmother had a stand-up piano with all our family pictures on it. And Elvis's picture was on that fucking piano in a frame with our family. No That's shit. how much she loved Elvis. Like, she considered him a part of our family. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother had, like, mixed in on the, on the walls with family pictures <laughs> were pictures of Elvis. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fucking great. My uh, wife, Sammy, is a huge Elvis fan. Like, I bought her actually vinyls of Elvis, you know, like mm-hmm. the collection and the Christmas album and stuff like that. And she loves Elvis. She uh, she looks the um, one of her favorite songs is the uh, uh, the, the slow. Oh, God damn it. I forgot the name of the song. Um, <laughs> huh? Can't help. I'm falling in love. That's one of her mm-hmm. favorite songs. She even said that should have been our wedding song, actually, which we probably should have done that. We did a crap one and we should have probably did that one. But. Elvis what'd was, you what'd you pick? Who let the dogs out? No, <laughs> ours was uh, actually a piece from a movie from Meet Joe Black, and it was a big mistake because it, it was uh, a Wonderful World, like uh, uh, orchestral piece, orchestral ah. piece of it, and stuff like that. But uh, um, I mean, there was things where I wanted to do Casey JoJo all my life for one of my wedding songs, but because uh, that was a big favorite of mine when I was a kid in high school. What the fuck? Why are you laughing at? <laughs> I didn't say a fucking word. You're, you're laughing. I know you so? are. But um, no, it, it's a great song. And that's yeah. the thing. Elvis's voice is so recognizable. He's just got a beautiful, fucking great voice. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you, you can't live without an Elvis song. I mean, and he's the yeah. king of rock and roll. Just like, you know, Michael Jackson is the king of pop and uh, stuff like that. He's the king of rock and roll. His so, voice is very, very recognizable and distinctive. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So one thing, you know, even though we might not all agree on the the movie itself, but I think we can all agree that Austin Butler did a, a phenomenal yes, he did job. A phenomenal yeah, fucking no, job. I was very happy. See, that's what made the movie good is his performance. His performance yeah. was good. I can live yeah. without Tom Hanks as a colonel, yeah. but yeah. Austin Butler was amazing what he did. Yeah. I, I thought he, that he he really dedicated himself for that role. Yeah, I think he's going to be a, a really big star coming here shortly because uh, he was Tex Watson in um, Once Upon a Time in America, or uh, not America, Once That's Upon a, a Time in America. Great movie. Robert De Niro. I love that movie. No, he was in the one, what the fuck, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. With Brad Pitt. He plays Tex Watson in that version. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's a really good, if you haven't seen that movie, that's a good fucking movie. I'll check it out. I know he's in the, he's going to be in the upcoming Dune Part 2. Yeah, and he was also in Yoga Hosers with uh, Kevin Smith. Depp and 
Yeah, he was in that really? too. Yeah. What was he in that? Yet. Uh, I can't remember his character. It's. I don't think it's a big role. Um, look, look, I just. I just that's, actually uh, hung this in my studio here. Can you see this? <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I it's more to see it. It's kind of hard with the screen. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a Japanese uh, tusk poster. Oh my god! Ah. I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I love Kevin Smith. To me, he's downhill. He, he's not like he used to be. I like his shit, like Clerks and Mallrats and Dogma. But all the films have Fat come Kevin out. Kevin Smith. Yeah, not skinny Kevin. Zach Smith. and Marie. Yeah, was probably his last best movie, and all of his other movies, shit. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I laughed my ass off during Tusk. Yeah, Tusk is one like of my that was one of the funniest. That was funny as shit. Because it's a human centipede <laughs> ripoff when you think about it. That's what it is. It's going to be like a ripoff of human centipede. Uh, but, but not, not like plugging uh, assholes to mouths and stuff like that. But I'm, what I'm saying is like, you know, building up, building a fucking walrus and stuff like that. So I'm going to get a punishment shot because I got to take a fucking piss. So I'll be right back. <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed to fucking leave the show, Ron. Well, I'll get a punishment. Uh, I do it. I do it in the middle of interviews. Sometimes it's all right. <laughs> That's fucking. You haven't done it. Uh, I haven't done it on your show, Casey. I've no. done it on the other show I was on. We were interviewing Lee Ving from Fear, and I got up in the middle to go take a piss in the middle of the interview while my my buddy Will was talking. Yeah, and they were. He's asking him a question. I'm like, I got to piss. I just got up and I walked. <laughs> I just walked off camera, and then I came well, back and pretended like nothing happened. I just sat back down. And I was like. <laughs> just continue right where you fucking left yeah. off this yeah they be, were still uh, talking <laughs> this will be a good time to uh i'll i'll add this uh i'll add this trailer in here while ron takes a little break hey this is ron do you like movies hey this is ragnar y'all like alcohol hey guys this is Stu. do you like punishments hey everybody i'm chase you got do you guys like alcohol poisoning and this is lenny from barrel age flicks Sobriety is so overrated. Welcome to Season 3, 2023. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. See you there. And I get a fucking punishment shot. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I had like two energy drinks before I had that. I was like, I gotta I gotta go real quick. <laughs> Hopefully it's not fucking Malort cocktail or a big fuck you by Ragnar. What the fuck? <laughs> How is that possible? Because while he was in the bathroom, I saw Ragnar tape a quarter to the back of it to weigh it down. Damn it. You weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> All right. What am I drinking, Ragnar? All right. Give me, uh, let's see here. Get some Malort. And then the watermelon uh, gin. That one right there. And then the vodka. The ghost pepper vodka. So we got ghost pepper vodka, watermelon gin, and Malort. Yep. God damn it, dude. We were talking with uh, the barrel-aged chicks before the uh, before the recording got started here, and I asked, what does Malort taste like? And uh, I think it, I believe it was Snow said it tastes like skunk's asshole. <laughs> Actually, they're on mic right now. I just unplugged their mic so they could... Uh... Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> it does. It tastes like a dead skunk's dirty... Asshole, rancid skunk, been dead anus. for a long time, and it just lingers. <laughs> so enjoy. Num, That's num, for num. the fireball malort, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Snow tried uh, fireball malort. It's the fucking epic video, and she could not take it at all. It'll be posted on their BAC website for their first step. I think it was like their second or third episode that they first recorded. One, legend. Was it the first it one? It was legend. Yeah. It was legend. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, just wanted to give a big there. 
big shout out. Their their uh, episode is going to be coming out here soon. Their first debut of BAC. So had to put yep. that to them out. They will be a part of the network. The barrel aged chicks. Thank and you. as they described, as they described, uh, are they still on mic? Yes, yeah, we are. Mic. Yeah, tell, tell us, uh, give us a little, <laughs> give us a little description of uh, barrel aged chicks. What you told us uh, before the show? Uh, oh, the, the literally the one that I told you before the show. Yeah. Uh, barrel aged flicks minus penises. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Cheers. <laughs> the uh, the season three logo looks pretty sweet. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Can we do yes. the art for all of yes. this? Oh, yes. look at that. Oh, it's oh. on camera. Oh. Oh. oh, look at that. Oh, that's visceral. Oh, yes. That's visceral. <laughs> Good job, honeys. Yeah, that's fucking oh. sucks. Ah. Well done. You ass. Ah. You're like beat red. Wow. Are you crying? No, I'm not crying. A little bit on the inside. <laughs> I think you're crying. I'm plugging your mics now. Yeah. <laughs> I just found our uh, I just found our clip for the week. Ron taking his punishment shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that was great. No, no, BNC's coming out with a great show. I can, I'm really excited for uh, my wife Sammy. She's going to do a great job on it. And uh, um, Ragnar's wife uh, Snow and all the other chicks. Uh, they they've been a really the backup for us for our show. And the fact that they have their own show where they can talk shit and talk shit about their husbands. Now it, it's going to be fun. I'm looking really forward to uh, listening to their first episode coming out, which should be dropping out within a week or two. So nice. awesome. Very cool. Um, to back to the show. I was going to say, uh, I think I asked a raise favorite scene and yours. Um, I'll go to me and then we'll go to Ragnar. My favorite scene in the movie is the uh, 1968 comeback special. That whole sequence yeah. right there was spot on. Because I've actually watched that uh, the comeback special on YouTube many times, and I thought it was very well made. You know, with him with all the the black and everything else, and it's just it, it was a very very entertaining part. I, I I love that of Elvis's career and the fact that he wanted to do what he wanted to do, and I yep. loved how they did that. And also, he did that whole uh, protest song at the end. But the way Austin Butler did it, it was like spot on. It, it looked just like you were watching the comeback special. I thought yeah. it was very well filmed. That scene was my favorite part of the movie. I enjoyed the hell of it, especially with the two producers. Um, do you guys know the names of the two producers that were with them? Um, I should put the uh, – read it down, but uh, they did a really good job. And, you know, uh, uh, Steve Binder. Steve something, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was it was really good. That, that was my favorite scene. And I also – if I were to say a strong second, it'd be the last part where it shows the real – uh, yeah. Real uh, footage of Elvis mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, the never, they never explained the whole thing about him piss, or dying on the shitter, but because that's what he's kind of famous for for dying on the shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's a lot of things they they, really they skipped a lot. Well, they, they can't out. put everything because you'd have to make like a mini series in order. Right, to really absolutely. Make I would actually. I would like that. I would like. Ray and I have talked about this on the show mm-hmm. before. Like I, this movie, yeah. one of the things that I didn't like about it is way too long. I mean, it's you know make a mini series make make a five six part show you know yeah. uh i think i so then i can sit down for six hours and watch it in a row rather than two and a half <laughs> right <laughs> right it's not long enough yeah. <laughs> uh for some reason i like that more because then i have the option of watching one or you know what i mean um yeah. but uh yeah like you said ron that that mm-hmm. scene where uh where he's in the studio and and doing that mm-hmm. comeback special where the colonel says, uh, "Oh, none of the, this won't be in the special." And then the producer is like, "Make sure this gets added to the special." You know, like yeah. that 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 whole scene was really cool. Yeah, no, it was. 
Ragnar, what was your ultimate favorite scene in the movie? I've got two. Okay. Um, one where they secretly meet at the uh, up at the Hollywood sign to basically discuss his comeback, you know, and you can tell that prior to that meeting, a lot of people basically fucking spoon fed him, you know, whatever he wanted, um, whatever he wanted to hear almost, mm-hmm. you know, and this one here with those two producers meeting him up there. And I think them not knowing that he was actually there, um, they were a lot more free to say what they wanted, you know. But when he does pop out, you know, it it, it shows that it that there is something that he needed to hear. That like your like your career is shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you want to keep, if you want to have a memorable ending then like you like this is what you need you know like your christmas special shouldn't be what the colonel is dictating to you about you know um then my last one second one would be the the well would be the christmas special one the yeah. comeback special 1968 yeah. yep it shows his it shows his rebirth into music into what he originally started uh started singing for you know um and you could see even though like you know he's um like he's not in the, he's not well off right now you know at at that point there but you can see that it gives him like a, a jolt of life back into him to try to continue and do um in the movie itself at the hotel yeah right in the parking garage when he basically when he fucking flips out on the colonel Mm -hmm. um you know like he's got a little bit of fucking life left in him to Mm -hmm. fight for fucking what he wants and not be dictated on what to do actually that's a good segue into the uh uh, clip when um he fires the colonel uh i have a stage uh, yeah right on stage uh you guys okay if i play that clip right there absolutely is my so-called manager, Colonel Tom Parker. But I hear rumors that Colonel is an alien. Got here around my rocket ship. <laughs> Somebody call the FBI and tell them that he has abducted me, that he has locked me in this golden cage to keep me here forever. You, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm caught in the trap. I can't get out. He sounds just like Elvis. Because mm-hmm. Colonel's got some big debts, baby. <laughs> This is the last show I'm ever playing here. I'm going to get on my jet plane. Lisa Marie. It's named after my my beautiful daughter. And I'm going to fly away. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, You know, I'm going to fly away. Stop this show. Stop this show. I'm going to get this curtain. Fuck the <laughs> What the devil is happening? 
and Las Vegas. That's what he wants to know. And no one going to stop me, man. Oh, security. Security. Well, we have to get the plan. Security. 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 Eight hungry souls. You don't have a goddamn passport, you son of a bitch. You are fired. You are fired. You're fired. I thought that was great fucking acting right there. I thought that scene was pulled off really, really well. Too bad it actually yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> really good that that takes me into i had i took this note do you guys know how many shows elvis played in a row in vegas i looked this up because i was yeah. very interested after that no i'm interested uh, hmm, if i was his, gonna guess if yeah, i was gonna yeah. guess i'd say 200 520 it's very specific <laughs> 520 <laughs> maybe right uh Just a he guess. did Two shows a night. This is in Vegas. This was his Vegas run. Two shows a night, seven days a week. Uh, one fi- one at five o'clock and one at midnight every seven day. He's a week. Damn. Every day, seven days a week. Six hundred and thirty-six sold-out shows. God, Jesus. At the at the international. The, now the Westgate. How um, many years? And how how long of a time? Like uh, two years. That's two years, dude. That's wow. <laughs> Is fucking the the colonel That's was insane. the colonel was uh, a fucking piece of shit, and he just kept Elvis full of speed. That led to I looked up like because I, I was a big uh, Grateful Dead fan, so like the Grateful Dead have played you know uh, thousands of shows, and uh, that I, I was very curious to see how many shows Elvis played, and it's kind of uh, impossible to figure out because of all the like little independent shows that he played when he was coming up. Yeah. But they say the number of stage shows that he played during his lifetime was 1,684. Um, wow. His one city, one engagement record was 63 shows in a, in a absolute row at the, at the Hilton between August 4th and September 4th, 1972. 767 of the shows were performed in Nevada showrooms. So 917 other shows took place in U.S. and Canada. He was never outside of the States. That is fucking yeah, he never crazy. left North America. Yeah. Yeah, because so I, I, he, was up, trying like, to get, he was trying to go overseas, but it never happened. Yeah, which is like so fucked up. You think about it, like all the money that Elvis made, he's, the, he's still like in the top 10 highest paid performers of all time like of of the year like every year he's still in that top 10 list Uh, he still makes an incredible amount of money i had this question for you guys do you think that without the colonel that elvis still would have been alive no not a lot well (laughs) that i don't think no i i mean either way i mean elvis had his his ways if elvis was going to get into drugs and and the things that he did uh, that was gonna end no matter that was gonna end the way it did no matter what but no i'm saying do you think elvis could have rose to stardom or or would have rose to stardom uh without the colonel because he was he was kind of if you know if you watch the movie he was kind of on the path you know he was already performing uh doing the shows and then the colonel just like took it a step further he he basically fast-tracked them 
Yeah. Yeah, but you all got to think about the Colonel goes by. It's a business. It's business. Yeah. And that's what he was good at. And even though he did a good job at getting him out there to getting his popularity up so high, even though he fucking basically killed him doing it. I mean, basically putting him through the, you know, the speed, taking all the drugs and stuff like that. The Colonel in a way helped it, but it also, he was a asshole for what he did anyways to do it. But like I said, there's no, there's no personal, it's nothing personal. It's business. And that's yeah. what it was to the Colonel. It's all business. It's all fucking dollars. It's money. It's, you know, that's all it is. So, um, in my greens, I, I, I seriously think that it helped him, but it also broke him. It broke Elvis. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I think, uh, Sun Records was already putting out his stuff and it was only a matter of time until one of the labels came and picked him up anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, did he need the Colonel? Not really. Because the, the record companies were going to come a calling soon enough. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I compare it to like uh like Eminem. They you don't need a lot of help when you're the only guy doing it. Right. And right. there was no other Elvis at that time. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was only a matter of time till RCA or somebody on their own said, Let's go get this kid. Yeah. yeah. Um another thing I found really interesting in doing the research for this and, and the kernel and all that stuff is even though Elvis Presley Enterprises cut ties with the colonel after elvis's death priscilla still did the eulogy at the colonel's funeral in 97 really that's strange and and said that he was always a nice guy to them and that elvis never had a problem paying him 50 percent of his wages right so Hmm. like just think about that. He was giving that guy 50% of everything he made. And you have to think, after knowing what we know about the colonel, he was a real piece of shit. So yeah. I'm sure he was getting more than 50% of what <laughs> he, was. Oh, yeah. he was, you know, of what he, Elvis never knew the, the full deal of anything. So think about the money that Elvis could have made or, or would have had without the colonel. Like, he was already he's he's still dead for you know over 40 years and still one of the top stars of of the year every year yeah Yeah. just think about what could have been without the fucking colonel yeah no that's that's why i think that's why i seriously think that it was the colonel kind of helped launch the career even more and but it like i said it broke elvis it broke him it it killed him no it did help him it did help fast track his his career in the music world yeah you know um but but like everyone else said like he was already there mm-hmm. you know it may have been a slower process for him but i think i honestly think he would have gotten to where he was anyways mm-hmm. without the fucking colonel he just the yeah. colonel like i said just fast tracked them a lot and he also really fucking fast tracked his death Yep. In my opinion, with yeah. it, well, because, absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't. Yeah, like you said, you know, if he was gonna be into drugs, it would, it was gonna happen no matter what. You know, and that's, and I think that goes with anything. But the colonel himself, um, was a huge contributing factor yeah. in, um, in his abuse. Yeah, you know, I mean, Elvis gets into drugs. Okay. That I don't know about you guys, but I've done a sh- ton of fucking drugs in my life. You know, it happens. 
that scene where he's about to go on stage, he's walking down the hall and he's pa- he passes out. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, any fucking normal human being would have said well, he needs to go get fucking help immediately. Yeah. No, the colonel fucking shot him full of speed and made him go on stage. Yep. Like, and just continued to fuel that habit. Like, if if there would have been no colonel, you know, maybe he would have gotten the help that he needed. Yeah. Yeah. I got a good uh, question for you guys. It's going to be uh, off the movie, but it actually is just a uh, Elvis question. I'm curious to hear everybody's different uh, favorite, but uh, what is everybody's favorite Elvis song? Because. You know, we're talking about the Elvis movie, but we're also talking mm-hmm. about Elvis here. And I think we all agree that Elvis was a great entertainer. He was a great musician uh, at what he did, but everybody's got a favorite song. So I'm going to start with you, Casey. What is your favorite song from Elvis? Well, mine, I mentioned uh, earlier that I'm a big fan of the Grateful Dead. So once you go down the Grateful Dead rabbit hole, they they do a lot of uh, cover songs. And so that makes you more interested in those uh, artists. And then uh, so you start looking up the names of people who perform some of these songs. And uh, so Big Boss Man is my favorite Elvis song. And then digging deeper, you find out that Elvis wasn't even the first uh, performer of Big Boss Man. It was Jimmy Reed. So that takes you even down a, a you know darker rabbit hole. And uh, it's it's just a fucking great song because it's like the it's every working man during the week wants to go home and have a fucking drink at the end of the week and the big boss man doesn't want doesn't want that to happen he wants you to just fucking keep working Uh, it's just a great song love it that's awesome that's a good one too that's a great song uh ray what is yours man uh, my favorite would be Hard-Headed Woman from 1958. On the, comes from the King Creole soundtrack. Uh, I'm a big Elvis movie fan. Um, so, and, uh, you know, women, they're a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, you got the uh, BAC right here. Like, your hands are like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? But yeah, that uh, hard-headed woman is a thorn in the side of man. There you go. It sums up life. Uh, but the uh, the guitar work on this song is is fucking phenomenal. Um, just a great song. Yeah. Well, that's one of you mentioned the guitar work in this song. Uh, Elvis being, you know, being Elvis and the greatest performer of all time. He could have any. Anybody could be, you know, he could say, I want you to be my guitar player. You're the best in the world. So come on, you know, and that, yeah. that would happen. So he, he always had the best musicians. Yeah. Yeah. That he owed that. He definitely did make sure that he always had, you know, because, that, I, because it helps. uh It helps a performer out. Yep. Absolutely. You know, if you have top notch uh, musicians, oh, you know, yeah. that's some fucking Joe blow off the fucking corner with a with a banjo yep yeah absolutely because yeah. if you watch elvis any of the elvis specials he wasn't a he wasn't a very good guitar player he was a rhythm guitar player he wasn't yeah. like a he wasn't like a jerry garcia or you know getting really intricate with the the songs um so he need he needed the the good band behind him so uh ragnar what is your favorite buddy mine would be uh suspicious minds this is a fucking great song yeah yeah, yeah man 
the thing is, the one thing I love about this song, actually, uh, if I can, that, you remember Black Hawk Down? Mm-hmm. There was a movie trailer for Black Hawk Down when that came out. This was playing in the movie trailer. I thought that fit perfectly for it. But this is just a great fucking song. But yeah, go ahead, Redner. Sorry, it is. It's great because it's a very it's a song. It's really it's a song about friggin' uh, mistrusting in relationships, you know, with dysfunctional relationships. And it show it's it's very well put together for um, for the relation that he had, you know, and it's you know if you if you listen to it and look at it from like outside of just Elvis, you know, then it can literally go into any sort of relationship that you have, yeah, you know, and you may have a mistrusting one, but you also have to fucking get your shit in order to maintain it, to fix it. Yeah. You know? So it's, that's one. There's a fucking phenomenal. And one that was there. one of the ones that he did in the seventies. Right. I mean, I believe that one was that 1969. Yeah. That was like one of the closer to his end. Um, or 1968. I'm sorry. Was it and, I don't think it was 1968. Was it mm-hmm. mentioning, uh, the, the relationship, uh, problems and stuff that, Elvis had. Did you? I was doing this research. Did you know that he had a an affair with Anne Margaret? No, really. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. They're in the one because they, they Ray. I'm sure you're familiar. They what movie? They were in a movie together, right? Fuck yeah, he was in uh, like 31 movies or something. But every fucking female in those movies, I guarantee you, he banged all of them. Yeah, far <laughs> none. Well, he was a that. I'll, I'll was tell a you. Jacket. Yeah. They loved him, and I guarantee you, I've never heard it come out, but he banged Angela Lansbury. I'm sure of it. <laughs> ben Knobs and Broomstick, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> oh, my God. This is this is something else I wanted to bring up with you guys. Like, of you know, in the last couple of years, the whole Me Too movement and all that stuff with, mm-hmm. uh, with everything, you know, in Hollywood. Um, it, to my knowledge, this has never been an issue. Uh, or and no one has ever really mentioned it, but Elvis started dating Priscilla when she was 15, 14 yeah. or 15. Really? And like, it's never like, I've never heard that like mentioned as a problem. Like that's how beloved Elvis is. Like they didn't care that he was. I, fucking, I think like, that's because he of the could, time he could do though. No fucking yeah. wrong back then. And plus back then things were a little bit more get, you can get away with a little bit of things a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, compared well, back- to. Nowadays. That continues into the seventies. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because there was like you know, uh, Ted Nugent adopted his wife just so he could have her on the road with him. Yeah, Ted Nugent. <laughs> you remember the the one that's in prison right now? <laughs> R. Kelly married yeah. Aaliyah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Like Fourteen or something like that. Married <laughs> Aaliyah, which is. Yep. Have you guys yeah. ever seen the video of R. Yeah. Kelly in another country singing? It's he's like in Africa, and he's singing to the crowd, and he's like. Do you have your papers? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fucking get them to come to the United States with fucking. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, uh, I hate it. See, I used to like R. Kelly, and now I can't stand him. It's just too much shit on him. And I know he's usually if, if, everyone. If yeah. you go into any rock star's background, you're gonna you're not gonna be able to listen to anything. There's skeletons in the no, closet. Everybody, every they rock star. They're yeah. like they'll do anything, 
anytime they want, Groupies. whether it's legal or not, they don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> yeah. They get away with it. Now Now all of these fucking women that are like in their 60s are like going out and saying, uh, yeah, this guy uh, molested me. He touched me and everything else. I'm like, yeah, 60, like 40, 50 years later. And so yeah. like the whole Me Too movement and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? And then, uh, but you know, up until recently, it was just like, you know, a woman would say, you know, one of the guys from Motley Crue is your father. I don't know which one, but one of them is. <laughs> I, I, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go into uh, my favorite song from uh, Elvis, which is. Uh, Heartbreak Hotel, man. Yeah, that's a good I one. fucking love this song. And like I said, my favorite part coming up. I fucking love this song. Man. This this part, like fucking true romance. The part when Val Kilmer's like singing in the background is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And it just tells a whole song about heartbreak and everything. And the way that Elvis sings it is just amazing. I love this fucking song. I can I can go down the road every single time just driving and just listening to this. Yeah. Is there is there a more imitated person than Elvis? No. No. No, there can't be. I, I can't think of anyone else that you could that anyone can do an impression of him, but not but still not be as good as him. Andy yeah. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Remember when Andy Kaufman yeah. did the whole uh, yeah. the Elvis thing? Uh, Michael uh, Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Maybe close. I don't, no, no. I'm talking about. Yeah, you know who Andy Kaufman is. Yeah, I know right? who Andy Kaufman is. You remember Andy Kaufman did the whole little bit? I think it was in like a comedy uh, club. They, actually, it's in the uh, the movie Man on the Moon, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of Jim Carrey's best movies, right there, next to the Truman Show. But basically, uh, does a whole bit where he's talking like like a little uh, foreigner guy and then the uh, music then he just turns around and he pulls the bits and then he starts doing the whole Elvis bit and everybody just in the audience just starts going crazy and stuff like that. It's a great fucking bit. But I think what Ragnar was what Ragnar meant by Michael Jackson. Maybe you can confirm this is like as far as a showman goes, right? Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to think about that when it comes to you got Elvis and you got uh, Prince a prince, I, I'd say, would probably be close to the same. And then when you get to the female artists, you got Lady Gaga, Madonna, and stuff like that, where they put a lot of, uh, you know, what's the kind of word? Uh, puts pizzazz. Yes, pizzazz. Pizzazz. <laughs> but basically, I didn't do it that gay though. I didn't do it. <laughs> Use jazz hands. Pizzazz. I'm trying to do a list. It's not even coming out well. <laughs> Snow's just looking at me and nodding me like, what the fuck are you doing, Ron? <laughs> she just threw something it's at me. It's just extra gay. But uh, love you best. But basically, it it's just, I don't know. It, he he. Would you say he's probably one of the first, like, major entertainers? Because you got, like you said, Michael Jackson and everything else. Do you think he's one of the first? Or do you think there was another? I mean, would you think Little Richard is one or, or somebody else? Would you think that Mike um, Elvis is one of the first, like, pizzazz, uh entertainers like puts a lot of into their showmanship and stuff like that it's for me it's not the the showmanship it's certain people just drip likability yeah so when they walk onto a stage like elvis was probably the first person that when he walked just had all he could he could just stood there for an hour and women would have screamed like he just had that and then you see it again when the Beatles show up in America. And then there aren't many acts that can do it. Michael Jackson's one. Like, they just walk onto a stage and people lose their fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whatever they're sweating out of their glands, people just can't get away from it. Yep. It's like yeah. an addiction. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, but so. Ron, as far as what you said, Ron, I think he he the way that they showed it in the movie, like the Beatles were after him in mm-hmm. America. Um, and like he had there had never been anything like him before that. Like just the way that people reacted. Like that that was a question I had for you guys. I, I had this uh when he was performing and like and the colonel was telling him that they wanted to arrest him and throw him in jail because of the way that he was moving. Was that real? Was that true? Or was that just the, the colonel trying to get out of him going to prison for being a deserter or like whatever the well, colonel was in trouble for? So the colonel did tell him that, but he also encouraged him to do it. Because in the movie, you see him that, you know, he's telling him that he's got to stop, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, or else they're going to shut the show down and you're going to end up going to jail over this shit and all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> what happened? I piss again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I drink you're worse more. than a fucking pregnant woman. You know that? Jesus. Jesus. Hey, so that- who, inv- who invited the kindergartner? Right. <laughs> We all have to pee, Ron. <laughs> so was that so that was that wasn't true then? Like they weren't gonna send him to jail or were they? Um from what I read about that, there were threats that they would. Um and that he the fact that he enlisted to avoid avoid jail time, um, he was actually drafted. So yeah. he didn't enlist to avoid jail time. They actually, he was already drafted, but, right. the one, but the one thing that, uh, that the Colonel did do was, um, he made sure that he stayed in the regular army and not just like the entertainment portion of the army back then, because I know that, you know, he wanted, he wanted to fucking protect his, his business asset and his moneymaker, but he also, um, I think Elvis also wanted to not be so fucking sheltered and shielded, you know, just because and show that just because he, show that he could like you know, he was he was yeah. well, he wanted to do it like not yeah, exactly not be with like the the fancy boys in the mm-hmm. whatever. Well, the thing is about Elvis is that he had a very, you know, because, you know, I didn't have no idea that he wore eyeliner. I did not know yeah, that. that's what the and, and that very first uh, the performance that they were showing, you could see uh, when it. the colonel was talking. I had no idea. I I didn't know that. So when you think about it, a lot of artists do that, especially like the eighties uh, uh, hair metal bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, with the eyeliner and everything, and uh, um, gothic. You know, not gothic, uh, uh, like uh, metal and stuff like that. I did not know Elvis was like that. I know that he wore pink. You know, the pink stuff, and a lot of people thought he was. You know you know gay basically but he wasn't that was just his image that's why i see him like you know the lady gaga the madonna the uh the, the michael jackson stuff like that it, it's just it's a way of the artist it's it's actually a way to plug into the audience where the audience is like oh wow that's something different that's something you don't see every day it's fucking entertaining and we'll take it and stuff like that so i'm gonna get fucked here <laughs> Ron, B-A-C. <laughs> hold on they're on the mic. God damn it. Cock blocked by BAC. See, you guys are getting all these punishment shots, and it's always me. <laughs> I can't that seems to be the way that it goes on your show, too. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is I normally do not get up like this, but I had, like, because I was exhausted this morning. I was tired. No, you're actually... Can no, we have a shot glass, please? Up. No, Jesus. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
Uh, they're they're, so, they're going to screw me here. That, I have a question now. Ragnar just said you want the bigger shot glass. So when during the the wheel of punishment, <laughs> there there are they are allowed to pick the size of the glass as well. Technically, no. We have our shot glasses, but none of them are cleaned. <laughs> now I'm getting screwed with the big fucking shot glass. So I'm gonna have I don't know what they're giving me. They're probably gonna be giving me something really shitty here. But we will find out here soon. I'm I'm gonna get fucked. <laughs> so you guys are getting a treat here. <laughs> nice. Oh, your fucking bladder better, man. But th- this is yeah, our right? show. I mean, seriously, our show is movies, liquor, and punishments. I mean, as Stu says in the fucking uh, <clears throat> in the fucking trailer and stuff like that. So I apologize for this. Oh fuck me. Oh fuck me. Oh shit. Oh, wow. I'm fucked. Yeah. Ragnar, I like your little uh What's that uh, glass that you're drinking there out of? My Holy Grail? What the? Yeah, I like that. They're they're killing me here. So we got Everclear. We got Pepper Whiskey. Oh, here. I got you. I am screwed. Oh, my God. You need the trash can? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a big fucking shot. Jesus Christ. What you need to do is salt the rim. That should make everything better. Oh God! Oh, so what's in this? So we got. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put snow on the snow. Motor. Oh! God damn it! Spin it again, you fucker! Right. Wow! What the oh. Wow! Ooh, I gotta get close on that one. Now, if if you can't oh. salt the rim, just salt your tongue. Fuck it. All right. What's there next? you go. That's it. That's smart. Malort cocktail with your punishment shot. Oh, again. Okay. Mm, more. Smaller glass. No, it's not a half fill it. I apologize. This is good. This is it's gotta happen. It's our this no, this is there's no no need to apologize. This is the show. I mean you're 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 obviously a fuck up, bro. (laughs) So what you have before you is go ahead now. Um Ragnar's pepper whiskey that he made at home, Everclear, Mm -hmm. Malort, and and watermelon watermelon margarita mix. Jose Cuervo margarita mix. (laughs) Nom 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 nom. (laughs) Fucking enjoy. And then when you're done with that, we'll give you malort with your uh, watermelon gin. Do you want the? the I might. the The problem with their their system over there. Before, yeah, right. You show. might want to grab it. One show. Yeah. You've come close a lot, but you did it. That was a that was a I'm, good day. I'm really dreading this because I know how hot this pepper drink. That is. was so fun. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that was my contribution. See, <laughs> the big problem here is that Ron does most of the talking. So he's the one who ends up having to spin the wheel the most based on volume of lip movement. <laughs> he enjoys it. He can't act like he doesn't. Oh, my God. This is going to suck. Oh, God. And, yeah. He enjoys it as they drag the trash can towards him. Oh, my God. They actually just if you're not watching on YouTube, I highly, highly recommend Ron. They just pulled a trash can next to Ron. Yeah. Yummy. Yep. I might need it. <laughs> All right. Oh God! I don't want to do this. Come on, take it up. Hey, you're not a pussy, goddamn it! Let's go. I'm not a pussy. There we go. All right. Ooh, ooh, he's like, go over there. Go that way. Right there. Move it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> your, your balls just got sucked back into your body. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I got this. No, you don't. He likes it. You're crying. Yeah. Here come the heat burps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ragnar's like fuck that. 
Hey, I can take a chaser. There you go. Chaser mm. with that beautiful banana beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's fucking horrible. Oh, God. oh that fucking up. Mm. You know what? Right. Hey, go what? ahead and cleanse your palate with the Malort and the gin. Right. Pour, pour my other shot. <laughs> Give me your no, I don't want this one. Give me the small one. Where's oh. the one? Here. Mm. Here we glass. What the hell? <laughs> that was yours, dude. That was your fucking shot glass. Now, hey, you, got, Ron, you got your you got your bonus. Grab the uh, <laughs> behind you, please. Ron. Something something that I think will help when you do these horrible shots is if you rub your belly and say yum 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 right before you drink it. That might help. Try it now. Right. Try it now. See if it works. I'm sorry, but Stu, I'm, I'm going to say this flat out. We did this uh, show. We did the show, uh, <laughs> uh, the views from another show. He took a punishment shot. He was hiccuping for ten minutes straight. But how much joy did you <laughs> it was get from the hiccups? I was on the floor, you were on the floor. It was. So I was funny. so happy. It was the greatest thing. Now ever. we know how to shut Stu up. Give him this spicy stuff. Yeah, he because threw you know, the mic across the table. <laughs> he did. He, did. <laughs> he was so busy. He was so busy. He's like, son of a bitch, they got me. Oh, he threatened to slap everybody at the table. He did. All right, so this is watermelon gin and malort. Um, this is a mic. My, it's called Crystal's Grace. That's actually what it's called. So this is my regular punishment shot. It's going to taste but... delicious compared to what you just drank. From yeah. Believe it or not, this is, this is nothing anymore. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I've become an alcoholic in this show. So nothing <laughs> if Lightning was doing that shit, I guarantee he would be having a hard time. No, just a, a little behind the scenes uh, for our show. This this will be coming out on Elvis's birthday, January eighth at eight p.m. is when you'll be listening to this. Uh, but it, currently, it is Sunday afternoon at two two thirty in the <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. So Ron will be having a fun uh, fun rest of the Sunday. Yeah. He will. You know, believe it or not, I'm I'm sober. That's the thing. That's the thing. This show. Ever since I've done this show, I don't get drunk anymore because I've been drinking every Friday night. It's like drinking night. Every, You're welcome. What am I doing? But I mean, seriously, yeah. every Friday night. <laughs> I don't know what I did. It's but, drinking um, night. <laughs> but overall, Throw, it reminds me of that scene in that movie where he goes and he throws back some with the boys. <laughs> um. So I guess uh, what we'll do here is uh, I got one more question for all you guys. And if anybody got any last minute thoughts, we'll go into our pint mm-hmm. reviews. Now, for our show, if you haven't listened to Barrel H Flicks, the way we do our pint reviews is we do uh, two types of reviews. We do, you basically get like five pints of beer. Four, you know, you know, do like five stars, four stars for a movie. We do pints of beer. So, but we do two of them. We do critical and enjoyment. So you go by critical view by, you know, the director, the way the movie was made and stuff like that. And then you go by enjoyment by how much you liked it. So I'm actually really curious to hear you guys do your own pint reviews for this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I mean, <laughs> basically, um, I'm going to ask one question. Mm-hmm. Anybody has any thoughts? Uh, what is your favorite musical or music biopic out of all? I mean, because there's been many of the years, like Ray, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Rhapsody. Wait, Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. If you Rhapsody. say it wrong again, I'm going to... But I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Bohemian raps, rap, 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 city. Uh, Just say rap city, and and everything will be fine. Words right. are hard. 
But uh, I'm curious to hear everybody's different, like what they like. So, Casey, we'll start with you first. So, I this has uh, been on my mind all day. Would you consider? Are you guys familiar with the last waltz? With uh, it was Scorsese directed that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider that a music biopic? No. That's a documentary. You got to go right. by a movie where an actor portrayed an artist. All right. Well, then I would go with, I guess, The Doors. Because that, as growing up, I mean, I remember always watching that movie. Like, that was, I graduated in 99. I believe that's around when the movie came out. Um, maybe a little a little before that might have came out when I was in high school. 90, uh, 91. 91. 91. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that, so, that one was early. That was one yeah. of those stones, like third or fourth film. Um, All right. So by the, time, by the time I was in high school, like this movie was huge for me. I, I was just mm-hmm. getting into smoking pot, you know, just getting into this type of movie and, or this type of music. And like it really, uh, Val Kilmer, you know, as far as, people playing other characters like he did a fucking spot on job of playing jim morrison in this movie mm-hmm. hmm. uh I, so i guess yeah if, if you're not gonna consider because the last waltz <laughs> that's like my favorite music movie like i don't think there's a better like movie about music or like about a band than the last waltz i and sort of, to sort of I, agree you, I agree with you in the doors but when it comes to a musical documentary the best one, and actually, Martin Scorsese is one of the cameramen before he became a director. Was Woodstock? Woodstock was really good. I enjoyed the hell out of that documentary. It's like four hours long, hmm. and it actually does all, does all the performances from the original Woodstock and stuff like that. But the Waltz, the last Waltz, is actually really good. I've watched that because I am a huge, huge Martin Scorsese nut. So yeah, good so the the Woodstock the Woodstock movie is good, but as as far as the documentary goes, it it left a lot out. There, oh, yeah. like the Grateful Dead performance wasn't in there. The and and that was like that would have been a fucking awesome scene in the movie too. Oh, yeah. Like Bob Weir got electrocuted and fucking sent like twenty five feet across the stage. Um, they didn't even mention that in the movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a great movie. Yeah. No, I I I agree with your pick about the doors though. That's a great fucking movie. Val Kilmer portrayed Jim Morrison great, and to the point where even the band members saw that he looked and acted exactly like him in fact that that shows how much val kilmer even though he's could be a dick of a person in that time i watched the documentary um the val kilmer documentary because with him with the cancer with mm-hmm. the oh cancer. that was a tough watch man yeah, was, i haven't watched was. it yet because of that but it's it's really good but it's hard to watch yeah. yeah, I cried during the fucking Elvis movie that Boz Lerman did, so I can't imagine myself watching a fucking Val Kilmer documentary. You'll be cur- you'll be curled you'll be curled up in the shower crying in the fetal position, Casey. <laughs> Don't bother, man. But I, I will say this: Val Kilmer is a great actor. He's done great fucking roles. I mean, I oh, yeah, Mad Morgan, fucking Willow, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck the Willow series. Don't even watch that piece of shit. I yeah, watched. that's garbage. Yeah, thank you fucking stupid woke shit anyways uh the the thing about um val kilmer is he portrayed jim morrison he looked exactly like him he did it so good great fucking movie and it really shows his downfall on the drugs and everything uh the groupies that everything it it was just a good movie so good pick right there yeah and he committed he committed Mm -hmm. to the role unlike austin butler uh, in the elvis movie he got fat for that (laughs) for that movie ray what's yours uh, I'm also going to go with the doors, but I'm going to also say that I love uh, Sid and Nancy. I love oh, Great Balls of Love, Great yeah. Balls of Fire. Yeah, that's a good one. And I love Lords of Chaos, even though it's not 
correct in the way things went down. That's the Black Metal Mayhem movie. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot, even though it's... They took a lot of liberties with that one, but I would say that's my fourth. And then... Uh, it's, I know it's a miniseries, but Pistol, uh, Steve Jones's Never seen that. version of how the Sex Pistols came together. Uh, I loved it. It's such a different take on a band that everybody thinks they know. Yeah. And it's it's from his point of view, and it's just completely different than the Sid and Nancy point of view, Yeah, which I really like. So that Good that's picks. my picks. Good picks. I would do with mine, and then we'll uh, end with Ragnar on that one. Uh, mine is straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton was yeah. great. I that's a that's a great one too. Out of that film, because um, I was a huge uh, back in high school. I, I that's all I listened to was rap and hip hop, and um, I grew up with NWA, Tupac, Notorious, DMX. But that biopic was so well done. Even though they left a lot of shit out, you know, Dr. Dre's rape accusations and uh, other stuff and everything else. But overall, the movie was very well made. I thought the uh, uh, character, the actor, which I don't know his name, who played Easy E. Was like spot on. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Dre, Ice Cube, Ice Cube's son played Ice Cube, and he yeah. it was like literally look at him. He looks just like him. Yeah it, it, yeah, it was just great. It's a good movie, and definitely recommend the director's cut, the extended edition, which is like almost thirty minutes longer. It is worth it. I love that movie. And then if I would do a strong second, it's The Doors. Oliver Stone's The Doors yeah. is probably one of the best one. Um, I know a lot of people like like Walk the Line and stuff like that, but The Doors is just so great it's one of oliver stone's best movies because i'm a huge oliver stone fan you know natural born killers uh fucking um black platoon uh shit uh world trade center that's even a good one i mean he's done jfk is a great movie great conspiracy theory movie i fucking love that but the doors was really good so when it comes to musical biopics straight out of compton and the Doors. so i agree with you 100 casey on that one ragnar how about you uh so i'm not gonna be picking anybody's <laughs> Just because. Have you um, seen Straight Outta Compton? Yeah. You didn't like it? It was good. It's not my favorite. Well, I'm just curious. <laughs> Don't worry there, buddy. <laughs> uh, see, it's a toss-up between Walk the Line and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. For those. Um, like, they're they're both great fucking films, and they both tell a great story. You know, walk the line is strong. Walk yeah, really good I, I mean, yeah, it would have to be fucking walk the line, and then uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, like just right fucking below it. Re, uh, Remy Maliker, I, I think that's how you say his name, or something like that. He portrayed Freddie Mercury in perfect. Oh, he did it perfectly. It was like you he know? looked like, like. I know they didn't use his voice because I don't think anybody can. I don't think anybody can have Freddie Mercury's no. voice. He, his voice is like iconic. Nobody can have his voice, yeah. but. He did such a good job with that role, so I completely agree with you on that. The movie was a little bit off in there. I mean, it was not as good. It was okay, but his performance alone made the movie better. Because it was gay. Well, he was gay. Scared <laughs> than a fucking $2 bill. Damn right. <laughs> but um, walk the line, though. That... I agree with you 100%. That that's Phoenix actually actually did, sang in that role. Too. He did a very 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 good portrayal of Johnny Cash, I think. And yes. yeah, you're right. He yeah. did. He did use his own voice in singing. Man in Black. And it mm-hmm. was fucking damn near close. Yeah. As close I think as you can get to actually being Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah, he and, did a he did a really great. He's another one of those actors that fully commits to the role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially for uh his last Joker. Yeah. yeah, you know when you see him with his fucking shirt off and just in his underwear, 
Fucking yeah. dude, he's literally skin and bones. Yeah, he's yeah. like eighty-five he, fucking pounds. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like Christian Bale because Christian Bale's in the same thing for like machinists and stuff like that, mm. where he really goes and digs into his roles to the point where he will lose the weight or gain the weight because he's been fat in movies too. But one of his best movies, I think, is as uh, um, Gladiator. I thought he was great in Gladiator. He was good in uh, Signs and stuff like that. But Phoenix really portray- does his roles really yeah. well. Yeah. But I agree with you one hundred percent on that. He walked the line. I probably would. That, that's why I'm curious. I was shocked. I'm glad that you put that on your mm-hmm. list because I was wondering if you guys were going to put that one on your list because that is probably one of the best musical biopics out there. But we all had something different, and I fucking love that. Yeah. I'm just shocked nobody picked the Weird Al movie. <laughs> oh, the, the new one that came out? <laughs> yeah. With, uh, Rackler? I haven't yeah. Seen it. Have you seen it? It's funny. Is it? I haven't seen it yet. It's 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 a goddamn mockumentary, which okay. I I didn't want. I wanted the real it's Weird Al story. Al. Fucking like uh, ripped on stage but, and shit like that. <laughs> but but god damn it, it's funny. So I'm gonna give him a pass and say fuck it. <laughs> it's good. It, it's funny as shit. All right, I forgot so, one too. How about uh, Dewey Cox? Uh, the Walk Hard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> fucking yeah. a little unwanted Dixie, just like standing right in the fucking middle. Of the if you ever seen the unedited version, there's like a guy. He's on the phone, and all of a sudden, you see a guy's fucking sit, standing in front, completely naked, with his dick on the front of the screen, <laughs> standing there for like a two, three minutes. Like, what the fuck is this this <laughs> here for? But that, that was a walk the line type of spoof and everything. Yeah. John C. Yeah. Riley did that so fucking well. But I love the fucking uh, Tim Meadows doing the whole thing. <laughs> you don't yeah. want this. You don't want this. But you got to try it. <laughs> I think yeah. I do want some of that shit. With the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that that kind of portrayed not just um, uh, Johnny Cash. It kind of also did the Doors. It kind of portrayed it different musical artists. Yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was good. It was fun. That's a good one, though. That's a great, <laughs> underrated in my opinion. I don't ever yeah. hear about that one. So I guess uh, what we'll do is anybody got any uh, last uh, minute trivia or any things that before we get to pint reviews? I don't think so. All right. Well, I know one thing I wanted to bring up: the scene where Elvis is seen putting a dringer to ringer. Derringer a what? pistol. Derringer pistol. Derringer. 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 See, words are hard. That's me. Come on. You all know Ron. Uh, Derringer pistol into a boot. God damn it. During his Las Vegas shows is true. He started doing this after receiving death threats. So he actually, that was actually a true thing of Elvis. He actually had that in his uh, in his pocket and everything else. So I oh, didn't yeah. know if you guys knew about that. Yeah, yeah Elvis loved that. guns. Yeah. Absolutely hey, loved hey, them. <laughs> As a person who has done speed, when you, when you like, I've done speed, you know, on occasion, not like shooting it like Elvis was on, a, <laughs> on occasion. Um, you start getting a little paranoid. Uh, yeah. if, if Elvis was shooting speed every day and doing, you know, 60, 67 shows in a row, I'm, I'm sure that he was fucking putting a pistol in his pants before mm-hmm. he went on, on the stage. He, yeah. he was definitely uh, paranoid. Awesome. I got- did, you, did you know that uh, he is the distant relative to two presidents? What? Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln and Jimmy Carter. What? Supposedly. Wow. The good president and the worst president. Yeah. yeah supposedly he is the uh, yeah, half and half. distant relative to them. That's fucking hilarious. But yeah. it's Anyone from the South is basically related. I could make those claims too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and my brother started rewriting our family tree just to be more interesting. 
so that we're passing down a completely fictitious <laughs> family tree to our children. Yeah. <laughs> so that as years go by, it'll just, you know, become fact. So we started just picking like really famous people like Abraham Lincoln's and and we just started like making this tree and we're just laughing our we're drunk laughing our asses off like our kids are going to be so happy when they go to school and uh, like when they do this bullshit they're like who's your most famous relative and they've got a list of like 35 fucking people from history that they're related to <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, fucking man. awesome so um, funny Got one part here, one last part, I guess. Uh, the Elvis comeback special was filmed during the summer and aired on December 3rd, 1968. Elvis watched at home and was unsure of the reaction the show would receive because hadn't been on television while making movies in Hollywood for several years. As soon as the show was over, the phone started ringing in with all the positive acclaim from the friends and family, which received Elvis. When the ratings came in, it was estimated that 42% of televisions turned in to see the famed 68 special, which helped launch Elvis back into the live performance in Vegas. The later year so that's why like i said i love that part of the movie the uh the 19 i, mm-hmm. I think that to mm-hmm. me is his best performance out today because that showed the real elvis especially yeah. with the, like i said the black leather and everything mm-hmm. else that showed the real elvis the way that he wanted the show to be and uh i thought that was some interesting news right there so i guess we'll go ahead and do our pint reviews and i i what i'm probably thinking about doing is ending it on you casey so so you when you end the show uh, so I guess me and Ragnar will go first, then we'll go to Ray, and then go to Casey. All right, so, uh, Ragnar. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to do. I guess a punishment shot on the next uh, deluxe edition. Uh, this is a first for me ever. I have to take a piss. Oh, not, not, not the first piss I've ever taken in my life, but just during the show. What do you have? Any? Do you have any like shit liquor? I I guess I maybe I could finish this. Why don't you? You got any more of that pineapple cream? You could just drink that. You need to finish that in one gulp. Like, just keep All going. Right. I'll there try. Go. All right. So, Rag- we'll go ahead and do Ragnar's uh, uh, review first. Yeah. So, Ragnar, go ahead. All right. Uh, let's see here. Critical enjoyment. It's not a bad movie. It's not, but it's not a great movie. I'll give it fucking two and a half for enjoyment. The the guy who played Elvis, it, you know, we, we all, I think we've all praised him. Uh, very well, you know. He did a fucking spot on job of uh, of portraying himself. I think a lot of the shit from the with the colonel could have been left out, and other things could have been left in there though. So it's not like I said, it's not a great movie, but it's not a horrible fucking movie. Um, I don't think I don't know. I, I've told people to watch it, make sure they go watch it to make the to uh, to make their own judgment call on it you know um but i tell but yeah i have i definitely let them know that it's me personally i don't think it's a very good movie uh critically it's about i'd say <laughs> three and give it a three um not really curious about your enjoyment i already gave my enjoyment why did i miss that critical is three enjoyment is two and a half Okay, I missed the two and a half. Yeah. Sorry. Did you think I was just like rambling on? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you, you heard me in the show. I, I I've already gotten punished with Josh for missing shit on the show because I'm, I'm, my ears are fucking not. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's too much alcohol. Uh, good review. Okay, so I guess I'll go to mine and then we'll go to Ray. Um, critically, I give this movie a three and a half. 
uh, it's really well made. Uh, a, a, to me, anything a three and up is good. A three and up is good. Anything below a three is bad. It's still a very well-made film. Baz Luhrmann is a very talented director. Like I said, he does his uh, uh, spectacular type of moments in his movies, you know, with the, the moments, the characters, the uh, how he portrays everybody, how his camera movements, the uh, the musical performances and everything. He does a great job. Is this his best film? Fuck no. I'm sorry. Romeo and Juliet, to me, is still his number one film. Um, he, he is a good director. Uh, he's only done like six films. That's the thing. He, he hasn't barely done any films. He's... He's almost like a Quentin Tarantino when you think about it, because Tarantino's only got ten films under his belt. Um, yeah, but, but he's very Tarantino's very well known. Yeah, no, no, Bob, so. but Bos Lerman is good at what he does. He he does make good films. He does make entertaining films, but it's not for everybody. Uh, for a musical biopic, though, it's not my go-to. I like I said when I first watched this, it was a it was a one and done. But I will watch it again just to get another critical eye. Maybe I'll, in the future I'll say something about it. But overall, it's still a very well-made film. It was it was entertaining in some parts, but there were some parts that dragged that I was like, eh, I can live without this, especially the fucking Colonel. Tom Hanks sucked. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't care for Tom Hanks. Um, I wish they could have gotten a different actor, an overweight actor, not put all the heavy makeup and everything else. But they went for him because of his name, Tom Hanks, of course. If they portrayed like another actor that actually looked the part without having to do all the heavy makeup and everything, I would have been more of a fan of that. But overall... It's a very well-made film. Um, it's recommended. I recommend people watch it just to to get the you know the history of Elvis and stuff like that. But you won't get everything. You know, if you really want to watch something about Elvis, watch a documentary because like I'm a huge yeah. fan of documentaries and documentaries give you a lot of facts and reality about that character or that uh, the actor or the musician that you're doing. But three and a half. Now, if I were to give a critical, two and a half. Uh. It, it wasn't my go-to. Like I said, I've seen better musical biopics. Um, the only thing I can say about this, and I'll go back to the critical eye, Austin Butler was amazing. He did great. If they had a different kernel, if they had a different way of the direction, maybe if it was directed by somebody else, I don't know. He was great. But that was really the only thing I liked about the movie. Maybe was, a no-name actor for it, the kernel. Yes, a no-name actor for the kernel and uh, – uh, I can live without the modern music. I'm sorry. I If it's an Elvis movie, if it takes place in the 60s, 50s, it needs to have that type of music. I don't need no fucking hip-hop. I, I'm sorry. I, I disagree with you on Casey. I, I understand what you meant about the whole Tennessee. Was it Tennessee? Uh, when they were in Beals, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis, yeah, Memphis Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, the, the enjoyment's two and a half. I, I will watch it again just to get another eye, but it's, it's not my go-to. I, I've seen better ones. I've seen better movies. Um, uh, do I think that Austin Butler perform or uh, deserves a like an Oscar nomination or something like that? Maybe, maybe, maybe a Golden Globe, not an Oscar nomination. Uh, like I said, Remy Malek did better with uh, 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 Freddie Mercury and you know Phoenix on Walk the Line and uh, um, even Val Kilmer. He didn't even get nominated. I don't think he got nominated for an Oscar. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Oscars anymore because it's gone way too fucking political. But I still watch it and I still look at the things because I want to hear although their fucking choices have been dog shit lately. Because to me, it's not the movie anymore. It's all politics. That's all it is for the Oscars. It's not even the movie anymore. It's not the entertainment. It's the fucking (laughs) soapbox shit. So overall, two and a half. That's my enjoyment. So that's it. Ray, hand it off to you, buddy. All right. So as far as enjoyment goes, I'll give it a three just off of it's Elvis. 
Um, yeah, I could do without the Colonel the way they did him. Uh, I'd have rather Tom Hanks just come out as himself. The fuck, most people don't even know what the Colonel looks like. He could have he could have looked like Colonel fucking Sanders for all that mattered. Yeah. Nobody really knows. He could look like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right. He could have come out with the bow tie and actually did a Colonel Sanders impersonation, and no one would have fucking known the difference. So uh, the modern music sucked. But I will say, I overall, it was enjoyable. Would I have watched it twice if I wasn't reviewing it? No. I'd have been a one and done with this movie. Yeah. Critically, I think they left out too much. I think. The colonel's point of view is weird because there's a lot of Elvis's point of view thrown into the fucking movie, yep. which doesn't make any sense if it's from the colonel's point of view. So critically, I'm going to give it two. And I think I'm being a little generous there, <laughs> but I'll still give it a two. Okay. Just, I thought it was filmed really well. There are some great, uh, cinematography in it. Uh, I think overall they filmed it well. They should have spent a little more time writing it, though. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. Okay. Good review. Casey, we'll end it with you. All right. Uh, well, before I uh, do my reviews, I guess I am supposed oh, yeah, to do a punishment, punishment shot. shot. So I have to finish this uh, peanut butter porter and, uh, <laughs> and one blue chair bay banana rum cream. And I'm not going to be able to do it in one. With, it, with it curdled, you should be in the bathroom again in any, any second here. <laughs> <laughs> the curdle isn't even allowing me to drink it. It's oh, just chew it. there. You just I'll have to chew it. Up. Chew it up. <laughs> yeah. Down it. There you go. There you go. Oh. Oh. All right. I'm sorry, but that is wow. staying curdled at the bottom <laughs> of that glass. Is that the curling or is that the he- what the fuck is that? That's the curdle. That's the that's the curdle. Like, it's almost like a wafer at the top of the fucking. It looks like it. Yeah. Oh my god! It looks. Yeah, hold on. F- look at this. Huh. Look at this. Right that right. looks like a seventh grade science project right there. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! There you go. Punishment shot. You need to eat that. You gotta take it out. You gotta take it out. Come on, I did that fucking bullshit shot. You can do it. Come on, Casey. As the leader of this show, and uh, as it's been a takeover of our show, I have to fucking. uh, I have the rest of my day to fucking look forward to. I'm not doing that. Oh man! All right, uh, let's see. What what are the reviews again? Critical and enjoyment, right? Yeah, yeah. enjoy criticals by you know movie making, the director, the the uh, acting, and enjoyments just by like how you thought of what you know. Would you watch it again? It's your type of movie. That's All it. right. So enjoyment, I'm gonna give it a four. The my first watch, I wouldn't have given it a four. I would have given it a little less than that. Uh, but I went did go back and watch it a second time <clears throat> in order to you know refresh my memory for the movie. And uh, I'll agree with everything that you guys said, like Austin Butler, you know, phenomenal job. We've talked about that. The the side by side comparisons like that stuff. I really liked a lot. Like Ray said, uh, Tom Hanks could have come out as Tom Hanks. I, I've never like even doing all the research on this movie and everything. I still have yet to look up what Colonel Parker looked like. Yeah. I looked up his real name and I, I looked like, him up. Yeah, I looked him up with the way he looks. Uh, it, it actually did look like him. It, it was a like a with the the top hat or the uh, the fedora type of thing, 
uh, the big, you know, the big build, uh, uh, fat, basically it looked just like him, but they got the, like I said, he had a Southern American accent. He did not have what they had in the movie. Right. That's the I looked up. So, but yeah, and enjoy, I really enjoyed it. Like the second time around, especially, um, you know, I know you guys didn't like the rap songs and stuff that were added to it, but is that something that you, I think we talked about this? Maybe he's done that with his other movies, right? Yeah. Like, so Gatsby uh, Moulin Rouge was just a variety of just songs full over the place, like different because that was just covers of so many different songs, love songs, regular songs, everything else. And it had for the time that it was, I think that took place in like the 18, like the 1890s, 1880s or something like that. And it had like, you know, stuff that would be played in the 80s and 90s and stuff like 80s music and stuff like that. So he's actually mixed a lot of modern with classic music with his movies and great Gatsby had the exact same thing. So it's it's kind of been like a trend with his movies. So like as a Boz Lerman movie, I mean, I guess you're kind of that you're expecting that uh, even though it's an Elvis movie. So like, I'll let him slide on that because you know, like I said, if you go back and will, you know, watch it again, those, those songs, they were put there for a reason. And, and I was reading about the specifically the scene where we've talked about it earlier, where he's uh, where it's the night scene where he goes to see BB yeah. uh, and they're playing the rap song. Boz Lerman talked about how he was having a real hard time, like getting everyone to interact during that scene, during the filming. And he started playing. He, he said, uh, blare that song over. I forget what the song is called, but he's told his people to like, play it as loud as they could on the set like to see what would happen and he just started filming so like and told everyone to do like what they were supposed to do so that was like a live shot you know basically a live shot as like what was happening while he was playing that song backstage like so well that's actually kind of cool yeah yeah i guess that's like why he kept that in there because it was it, it went with what he was uh feeling at the time so yeah i mean i i definitely think people should watch this movie because it does have a lot of you know there are a lot of historical things in there about elvis but uh like ray said earlier you know they did miss a lot of things like so um i'll go into my critical score now uh i'll give it a three because sure they did miss a lot of things. Like, I think that, you know, as, as good as Austin Butler was, he should have committed, in my opinion, a little harder and, and maybe just put on a few pounds uh, <laughs> to commit to that fat Elvis, you know, during the drug years and stuff like yeah. that. To oh, really I, I will. Hey, Casey, I will also say that he could have played with his rings a shit ton more because Elvis always yeah. played with his fucking rings. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a that's oh, he a, always, that's he like he was always doing this with them. Yeah, he was always taking pulling them on them, fucking, taking them yeah. off, yeah, spinning yeah. them around. Shit, that's yeah. a that's a that's a drug addict thing. Like a lot of uh, a lot of people, like if you notice, pe- people who are on speed are fidgety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they fucking tend to do that kind of shit with their rings and yeah. all that stuff. Like, I, I uh, there's a friend of mine who actually I. I I remember specifically I knew when he was started using again because a friend of mine and I looked at each other because we saw him like doing the shit that he would do when he was on heroin and yeah. we were we just looked at each other and we were like fuck like it, he's doing it again you know yeah was he um, rummaging through your like uh, jewelry boxes and shit <laughs> is that what it was. <laughs> 
No, that's, that's, right that's that's usually like when he's checking under your mattress and looking for shit in your house. That's that, a telltale that, sign. That is definitely a telltale sign. But uh, yeah, critically, so three critically, entertainment four. Um, I definitely, you know, people should check this movie out. It's it's a pretty good movie, you know. But like Ron said, there are uh, better documentaries out there about Elvis. And um, just, I mean, fuck, Elvis was in how many fucking different, the race had 31 different movies? I think it's just, 31. Yeah. Just yeah, go watch his movies. You know? I remember there was like an Instagram post where somebody posted a scene where he's getting kicked in the shin by a little kid. And I was just love. He, he was a good actor. He actually yeah. had a lot of great acting roles, which was uh, very shocking and everything. I, didn't he actually act with James Dean, too? I think oh, he wanted I think so. to. I don't know if he ever he did. wanted to. I don't know if it ever happened. Um, but like, yeah, never, that was what he wanted. He wanted to be an actor. Like, he wanted to be really. James, you know, so. He wanted to be right next to. And then James Dean died. I, mean, I think yeah. he only did a couple movies: uh, Rebel Without a Cause and another movie. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to do an Elvis movie every day in January. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Hell yeah! I, I, I love thirty-one the movies, that thirty-one days. <laughs> 31 days of Elvis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good month to me. All right. Well, great critical reviews, guys. It's it's really cool to see other people doing our type of review um, the way that we review our movies. So I really enjoyed that. I, I, I love that. In fact, this is this has already brought me to an idea that I would actually love to have you and Casey, Ray and Casey, mm-hmm. to join us on an episode and probably be me and Ragnar, and it will just do a movie and be on our end. Mm-hmm. Of a recording, I think that, that would be really yeah. fun, and I'll have one of you two pick a movie for us to do. I All think right, that would be fun since we were since you mm-hmm. let us be guests on your show. Yeah. You can be a guest on our show and doing the exact same thing. It'll be on our nice. side. I think that would be awesome. a really fun thing to do. And you guys, absolutely, will do the exact same thing where we do multiple drinks because you know it makes the thing more mm-hmm. entertaining. After yeah. taking that shot, the BSE gave. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that'll Ron, be fun. Yeah. Ragnar, thank you guys so much for joining us and uh, taking thank over our show, the Barrel Age Deluxe Edition. Uh, please tell I everyone. Really well. I, did. It was I think it did, too. So uh, please tell everyone where they can find you guys. And uh, like, like I said, Apple, uh, Spotify. We're on uh, uh, fucking Audible. We're on everything. We are. Look how cool that is. We are all. Yeah, that fuck Sammy's artwork is. She she did amazing for our season three. Yeah, that's that going to look great oh. on the official bootleg for season three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> Sammy's looking at me like, what the fuck? Where's my cut? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Put her on mic. Where's my cut? <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, I will say this. Sammy does great on our art. She's mm-hmm. on our art ever since the beginning. And I love her art because it's it's genuine for our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Lenny pulled that. I'm going to give a little history with that picture. But Lenny found something on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. A picture of that where it's like uh, everybody's got their own character. Uh, Lenny over there is our Schwarzenegger. Uh, Punisher for uh, Chase right there with the uh, skull. Me, I'm uh, Hicks from uh, Aliens. Uh, Ragnar is Rambo all the way to the left with the knife. And uh, Stu is uh, Dolph Lundgren in, uh, I believe, <laughs> Expendables. It just fit perfectly. And I told Sammy, he's like, you got to make that art. You got to do that for our art. That is us right there. And she blew it out of the park. Sammy is amazing what she did. The art is great. I'm very happy with it. And uh, I got to give a lot of credit for Sammy for that. So, Sammy, thank you. Thank you. You did good. Really good. You did I, good. I, thank you. I'm glad you're happy. 
but uh, overall, yeah, no, it's just uh, find us on Apple, find us on Spotify. Uh, we're a part of a great fucking network. The Deluxe Edition Network is amazing. Casey started this whole shit, and it's it's grown. It's gotten bigger, and we are so glad to be a part of it. We don't ever want to leave it. We're very happy with it. There's other networks out there. Fuck them. We are the network <laughs> to be a part of. We're very happy with this. Yeah, I motherfucker. Love, I love Ray. <laughs> I love Casey. You guys rock. Seriously, I, I love every show that we have. Bev's video, Real Drunk, Spoiled Movie, uh, Living Flat. I mean, all of them. Uh, Ten Cent Beer Night. Seriously, it's a great fucking network, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. So, yeah, we're we're very happy to have you guys, man. And yes, uh, thank you so much for doing this uh, show, Ragnar. Thank you for taking the time out of your morning. I know you're headed out on vacation today. Uh, it's actually so, his anniversary. I have an anniversary to get to. Ha- yep. Happy uh, anniversary. Thank you. Yes, and uh, Ray, plugs, please. Uh, Ten cent beer night. Go. There we go. <laughs> you got it in time this time. <laughs> All right. And you can find us over at uh, deluxe edition dot show. Uh, our website on Twitter and Instagram, deluxe edition pod. And uh, like uh, Ron said, the network is awesome and it's growing. Uh, deluxe edition network.com. Come check us all out. And uh, thanks again, guys. This has been awesome. Oh, we had a Thank great you time. Guys. This, great. this was yeah. absolutely actually went a lot better than I expected. Believe it or not. <laughs> it went really good. I, I, he I was, was nervous. We, no, was I wasn't scared. nervous. I was thinking he was, it was going to be like, why he's been pissing he said time. it was going to be like an hour, <laughs> 10 minutes, hour, 20 minutes. We're already at almost like a two hour mark or yeah. over that. Yeah. This, this is exactly what I wanted. And I'm so happy that we were a part of this. I'm glad that, uh, I, mean, I think, was it you or Ray that came up with the idea to do Elvis? I think I did. Was it you? Yeah, it was you. I yeah, think so, yeah. yeah. Because I think we talked about it when I was a guest on your show at one point. So, mm-hmm. yep, very glad. Yeah, and it worked out. Uh, happy birthday, Elvis! I think we can all say yeah. happy birthday happy to the birthday, king. Elvis. That's uh, right. Eighty-eight. He would have been eighty-eight today. And uh, if you go back in our uh, our history of shows, uh, we have a conspiracy show. Me and my uh, old co-host, <laughs> Elvis, he might still be out there. Eighty-eight. Well, if you if you've seen Bubba Hotep, <laughs> Tupac. Elvis, They're probably out there at a fucking island, just like dreaming uh, yeah. away, You're just singing away having a concert. Oh, mm-hmm. All right, guys, thanks so much. Uh, stick around here. I'm going to end the show, but uh, we will chat afterwards. So, thanks, everyone. Uh, happy birthday, Elvis, and we'll see you next week with Chris Candy. <laughs>